This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, what's up, boys and girls? How are you? Roll Call Friday. The Brigade all here. And look who's back. The book is back. Dave is back from his East Coast. The least coast to the best coast. Back to the West Coast. What's up, my friend? Good to see you. What is going on? (laughs) I am so excited to be back. So excited that, um, you know, there was guys doing the thing on the Twitter about guys me doing- being Wally pipped. Well, hold on. We, well, we, 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 we've got that all covered for you. Hold on. We'll do, we'll have some fun with, with that here in just one all second. Right, it it right. is a roll call Friday. So get into the chat for you guys and be able to chit chat with everybody. Your daughter was in the chat without you in case you're curious. She Kendall- got a job. <laughs> that's her job. That's what she's supposed to do this summer while she ain't in school Monday through Friday. Right. That's her wake up call. <laughs> 945, 9.50, I'm out of town, right? She's in a chat. That's what you do when you're part of the brigade. You show up, you get up, you show up, and you do your thing. And she's there every morning. And she's and here she, tonight, this morning, she, right now. Well, it's beautiful because she had a her, her picture is a, an odd picture of you. And so she wanted to make sure everybody saw your awkward face. What did she do? She didn't wearing, tell me that. Wearing a uh, Laker jersey <laughs> or, or Laker sweatshirt. It's it's a funny picture oh, of you. So nice. she's okay. She's uh, getting on you a little bit here. So everybody's coming at me all the time, even the kids. Goodness gracious! Look at this. We got a test first day back. The kid froze. The kid froze. Not hashtag not Ferris fault. It's not Ferris fault. See what happens when you try to Wally pit me. Can't Wally pit me. That's it. I am Lou Gehrig. Okay, we're here. Look at this free gump day. Free gump. The the T-shirt was here waiting for me. You could take the kid out of Pittsburgh. What's that saying? You can't take the Pittsburgh out of the kid. Lid. All-star game patch. Ready to go for roll call Friday. I don't know who's here. Are you back? I don't. I, we didn't have one problem. And then you come back and we crash five minutes in. Nothing to do with me. Don't put that shit on me. Five minutes in to the show. We had no problems. Julian Edlow, perfect. Doug Franz, perfect. Sean Lockhart, perfect. You come back, crash. Can't help it. That's what I'm saying. That's what happens. So you you were mentioning being Wally Pipped. Yeah. So the brigade, you know, everyone's in, in love with you being back. But I don't know if one guy's in love with you being back because he was trying to replace you. I, I I heard Todd Bravo Camp trying Bravo Camp Bravo Camp gets first to attention on Roll Call Friday. Okay, <laughs> Todd Bravo Camp in Iowa. Thank you for watching the show, listening to the show, being part of the show in the Discord and on the Twitter. Um, at Boston versus the book, but Bravo Camp, <laughs> you were on the line, okay, and they asked for volunteers. 
You stepped, you stood still. Everybody stepped back and singled you out. You tried to Wally pit me. I am Lou Gehrig. All right. So the boys came to attention. Yeah, they did. And told them, oh, are you kidding me? Stevie Mack, director of security, present and accounted for, sir. Mikey Awesome, also director of security. We have two. And if you haven't seen these two, you should go follow them on the Twitter and find them because they posed and their arms are bigger than my head. They're bigger than my head. So we got the boys there. We got all the mats. Who's here? Bonvi, uh, Rafferty. Um, who else? My goodness. Oh, Akbar. Akbar's always here. Chef Benny, another New England guy, always mm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, OTG Betts is here. Kevin Roper, of course, Jay Dow Betts. Jay mm. Dow Betts, he does it smooth. He just does the lean back, but he's <laughs> always there. He let him know, Rommel Camp, you can't get rid of Dave. Ain't nobody getting rid of Dave. We'll be here all day today for Roll Call Friday, and we'll be here next week too. We ain't going nowhere. I had to go back to Pittsburgh, see some guys about some things. We took care of business there. Um Saw the Pirates beat the Yankees, which, by the way, I hope you had on Tuesday. Um, that was a nice payout. Uh, not so much on Wednesday. Wednesday was a football score, 16-0. But saw the stadium, saw some people, mm. had an unbelievable breakfast. I got us a breakfast place in Pittsburgh when we go and do the show. Okay. Oh, my goodness. It's a place that I used to go as a kid, and I didn't know oh. that they moved. And they were like, yeah, it's it's called Pamela's. I'm like, Pamela's? It's a, I used to go back in Squirrel Hill. It's a little place. My parents would treat us once a month because feeding seven kids or five kids and two parents, that was an right. army. Sure. So you couldn't, it wasn't like you went to breakfast every week. You did that like once a month, maybe three times a year. Right. Because they knew you were going to get buried. So, you know, I got picked up at the airport at 2 o'clock in the morning from one guy, Jason. Shout out to you. Thank you for being there. Another guy picked me up for breakfast at 8 a.m. He said, I ain't telling you where we're going. Just be ready outside. So me and B. Howe waited outside. He came by, hug, kiss each other. How you doing? Let's go. Had breakfast. Unbelievable. And gained three listeners and followers Beautiful. to the show. How did you deal with the time change? It's 7 a.m. It's 4 a.m. I'm still fucked up from the time change. <laughs> it's, okay, it's, I was going to say, like, you're getting up at 7 a.m. to go to breakfast. Your body's going to be like, what are we doing? Why are we awake right now? It's well, 4 a.m. I, I landed at 2 a.m. Eastern. But that's was, easy. That's 11 our time. That's no problem. We're just getting started. Yeah, we're like, okay, we're good. And yeah. then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, whoa, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. It was 1 o'clock Pacific. I need to sleep. Boom. Then I woke up. I, I slept in, though. I didn't wake up until 10, almost 10 o'clock it was right when he picked me up. Because it was, <laughs> you forget these days when you live here. It was so cloudy and overcast. And the blind, the sun didn't come out to wake us up. On so- your first video with Howe outside the ballpark, I wanted, oh. to, I wanted to send you a beanie. It looked freezing. It looked well, o- overcast it and was- cold. Well, I mean, in this when it's in the in the sixties, high sixties, I'm cold. Like, you know, so but don't 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 get it confused. It was so damn humid. Ah, that's awful. I took 
four showers the last day I was there. We would go out, shoot a video, 10 minutes, got to go shower again. Four showers in Damn, one day. That's Houston-like. That's what happens in Houston. Oh, yeah, that's brutal. That's, it was, it was wet funky, all but it was the time. It's, a lot of green. It, I forget how much green there is in the world as opposed to this brown-ass desert we got here. Everybody oh. says that. I mean, it, it's funny because you you become very immune to the surroundings here. You just think it's part of the landscape. And then you go to Ohio, you know, New England. You go to places that have lots and lots of green grass. And you're like, wow, a lot of grass. There's <laughs> a lot of green going on around here. Where's like the the brown and the grays oh. and, and, and and the the neutral tones of the desert? And it's, yeah, it's it's very it's almost startling in the beginning to kind of look at it and you're like, Oh, okay. That's different. Same thing with the ocean. We, we see the ocean. You're like, or you see the water. You're like, Oh, water, ocean. Huh? That's different. <laughs> we walked along the river and even the river in Pittsburgh, it ain't like the prettiest water, but it's water. And Correct. it just, it just gives you that like whole well, you, feeling. You, you, you understand. I always say this, you understand why human beings gravitated towards coasts and for you guys in Pittsburgh, three rivers, because you do have that feeling, right? It's like you get that 100%. sort of, you, you it's, a, it's a weird trick with your mind. You just either relax or you feel more at home. You feel more comfortable. It's like human beings, we kind of naturally want to be by the ocean for whatever, or water. For whatever reason, we like being around water and we feel more confident and comfortable where we are. I'm drawn to it. I always have been as a little kid. I think it was the first time that we went to the beach. And I think I was five years old when I remember it. And uh, we went to Bethany Beach, Delaware. Every single year was our summer vacation, but my time in Curacao cemented it for me. Like I'm supposed to live by the water and here I'm in Vegas landlocked where I go look at Lake Mead and I'm like, really? Um, Lake Las Vegas, completely man-made and it's yeah. water, but it ain't water. Like it's, 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 it's what weird. It is. I'm not like, I grew up by the water and I'm not like that. Like I like pools. I've never liked, I, I like the ocean. I like being on the ocean. I don't love being in the ocean and I don't like sand. Oh, really? Never have. It's a weird thing with me. I don't know why. Like, I've gone to Hawaii. I've, I've gone to Florida. I've gone to Texas. I've gone to California. Like, I've been, you know, I've been around, been in the Gulf of Mexico, been in Pacific Ocean, grew up literally 20 minutes from the Atlantic Ocean. And I, I, I like pools. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm down with pools. I don't know why. I just, I think, I, I, like I mean, pools. I like pools a lot too. But if I could be in the ocean, and yeah. only because I've been in the Mecca, I mean, that, that, that Caribbean, Yes. You're done. Like you're, you're, you're done. I mean, you could see 50 feet down. You're, you're floating cool. at the top. You're just yeah. looking down. I mean, and speaking of Hawaii, Landon Higa's with us today, another member of the brigade out in Hawaii. He gets up early. Can you imagine? We're doing a show at 10. It's seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it's funny. In so Hawaii. there may be something coming in the future with you and me and Hawaii. I mean, so I, so I got me. I, I'm in. I, I haven't told you this. I don't care. But, Whatever so, it is. <laughs> so I am in line to go get my credential for UFC 276. And my show, Pushing the Odds, used to be on in the big on the big island on okay. Hilo. It's it's the Hilo yeah. Sports Network, something like that. H-I-L-O. W so it's their station. Right. So I'm just talking and I just start talking to this woman and just about like what's going on. And we were we were there for like 30 minutes to get our passes. And after like five minutes of conversation, she's like, why do I know you? And I'm like, oh, I don't boy. know. I'm my, my name's Matt and, and I live here. I do sports betting. She's like, wait, you do sports betting. He's like, yeah. She's like, did you do a radio show for a while? I was like, yeah, now I'm with props.com. And I do this thing with Dave Sherapan. 
And she's like, you're Matt Peralt. I'm like, yeah. She's like, we carried your show and we were pissed when you left. And I was like, well, I was like, I'm doing this new show now. And she's like, how can we do something together? Because we would love to figure out a way. I love togetherness to do something cool. And I was like, I was like, well, um, you know, this is the ninth Island and there's always publicity. I mean, like there's a tourism thing, obviously with Vegas and Hawaii and like, Mahalo, let's go. She sent me an email on Monday. Great to meet you. Let's brainstorm. Let's figure out a way if how we can do this to potentially do something with you and Dave. I mean, <laughs> so so I'm like, all right, let's figure it out because that's you know, Listen, I, do you know how much like people bet in Hawaii. Yeah, like I didn't really realize it until I moved to Vegas and I was downtown at the Nugget, and when they California. would come in. Oh my goodness. I was like, wait a second. And then you go over to that California hotel. It's all Hawaiian. <laughs> it's all Hawaiian. You walk in, they can't wait to come here and not yeah. lay six, five, six to five. I was like, what are you guys talking about? On the island, the going rate for a straight bit is minus 120, six mm-hmm. to five. They come over to Vegas. They're like, we only got to lay 110. This is great. We did so much action. We used to have to staff an extra person. When Hawaii was at home on the island, when they would play those Saturday night games, you know, it was, it was singled out, right? It wouldn't start here till the degenerate special. It's the degenerate special. It's the get right game of the get right games. I mean, screw Monday night football, Hawaii football late night is the get right game of the entire weekend. No doubt. And it's Saturday (laughs) night after a long day of college football. So we would send everybody home and there'd be one closer and people would get shut out. This was before the apps and stuff. So we had to staff literally every week. The scheduler looked at the Hawaii game and said, are they home? You have to stay until 1130. You have to be here for the halftime. One person can't. There's, there might be 25 people here right. that want to bet. And one of them has two dimes, count the money due to, due to MTL. And somebody in the back gets shut out. So we would have two people on Hawaii home Saturday night games. It's incredible. I'm in. Hawaii really is to blame for all of the conference realignment going on, to be honest. Is it? Well, because when the Mountain West broke up and the WAC became a thing because the Mountain West Conference was sick of traveling to Hawaii, that's kind of when everything blew apart. That's when the NCAA tournament had to expand to 68 teams from 64 teams because mm. there was 30 conferences and it went to 31 conferences. So we had to get it. We, we talked about this with Doug Franz. It's like there's a lot to say, to say about Hawaii's college football program and college basketball program creating a lot of this movement <laughs> because everybody had to break apart in the odd numbers of, of you know 31 conferences and everything else. So maybe you can trace it back a little bit to there, but you were gone. So I want to kind of get everyone up to speed and get your take on some things. Five stories we're going to do while you were gone. The five stories when Dave Sherapin was back in Pittsburgh. We'll start with Kevin Durant not being traded. Did you think when you left on Tuesday, you'd come back and KD would have a new team? No, I would have bet that no. I mean, it's a lot of talk and it's still going to happen, right? Like, I don't think think so. You think he's starting the season on Brooklyn? I would bet. Kyrie Irving and KD to be on the same team at plus 380 right now. It was plus 900 three days ago. Now it's plus 380. I would take that bet. Wow. Ah. Okay. I mean, the only way you make it work is DeAndre Ayton winds up going to Utah. 
Mitchell goes. Hold on. DeAndre Ayton to where? DeAndre Ayton goes to Utah. Really? Yeah. Three-team trade. Okay. So you have the Suns, the Nets, and, and the Jazz. So Mitchell goes to the Nets. KD goes to the Suns. Ayton goes to Utah. Are you doing that if you're the Nets? I mean, you get a you get a dominant guard. You get someone to play with Kyrie. You trade Kyrie as well. But I mean, I think I think if you're Mitchell, you're furious. You're, you're going to go to a crap team, even though Utah's in full rebuild rebuild mode. He wants out. He's going to get traded somewhere. It's a matter of just where is he going to get traded to. But it's I mean, Aiton has a chance to sign a max deal for a rookie, and he hasn't signed it yet. And we talked a lot about with the props Arizona guys over the last two days about like what's going on with Aiton. And Doug doesn't think the trade happens. He thinks Aiton has a good chance of staying. And Sean thinks it's going to happen like you. He thinks that KD is getting traded to the Suns and he thinks that the Suns are going to run it back. It's just everyone's asking the same question you just asked. Why hasn't it happened yet? How long is it going to go? And the longer it goes, the longer it lingers, the more you start to go, hmm, maybe this wasn't negotiating... Or maybe it was a negotiating ploy right. to get Kyrie Irving a contract extension because Katie's got three years left on a deal. Kyrie's got one. And he's like, hey, I'm not sticking around without Kyrie. And maybe there's not a rift, but maybe it's a it's a it's a power play for Kevin Durant oh. to say, get give my guy a two-year deal. Get get him locked down, or I'm not gonna be here. I want out. If you're a one year, that's it for Kyrie. One year, I'm out. I'm gone. So the team's got to figure out a way to get Kyrie extended. I, I, I could see that actually the way you presented it. Um, I know this, there ain't nothing happening. It's moving the numbers. You know what I mean? All these futures, everything's still kind of just staying the same. There's all these mm-hmm. talk, this, that rumor and all that other crap that goes on right now in these. I mean, people keep calling this the dead period of like sports betting in the summer and stuff. There's shit going on every day between the games, which we're always talking about, but this stuff it's interesting, but you'd be surprised. I was in Pittsburgh for three days. There wasn't one mention of the NBA the entire wow. time I was there. That makes sense. You're in a market that doesn't have it. I know, but it still it dominates the landscape of the sport. Yeah, but it's, it's like going to Houston and talking about the NHL. It's like they don't have it, so they're not going to talk about it. Well, they're, that's they're, down south. They don't talk about it down there unless they have a team anyway. Right, but that's Pittsburgh, my point. They're talking about sports all the time, but they're yeah, talking but about the, the Steelers yeah. and whether they're going to be five hundred right. or not. Correct. So, right. I mean, it's just, it's all it's all cultural. It's it's all what you grew up with. It's all what your ties are too. So I mean, it's that's not a shock at all to me that Pittsburgh doesn't talk about the NBA because there's no interest. There's no Pittsburgh team. Paulie Rath just said we should do a live show in Hawaii. I vote for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been twice to Hawaii. I've never been as an adult adult. I went when I was 21 and 22 for free for my college basketball job. I went as a a senior in college with the UMass Minute Women. And I went with as as my first year ever right back to the same tournament for Virginia when I was the voice of Virginia women's basketball. So I've not gone back when I've actually been like an adult. (laughs) So I want (laughs) to go back when I'm an adult. I went one time, my senior gift, my graduating high school, my mom took me to Hawaii, me and her and my little brother, Doug, brother, Doug somehow weaseled his way onto that trip. I don't know how, but it was the three of us. My dad had a guy. Oh, I don't know how it happened. We flew first class. That was the first time I ever flew first class. It was the last time I ever flew first class, but I'll never forget it. My mom had the single seat in the middle of the row, like a queen. Nice. 
And me and my brother were on the side and she told us, if you make any noise, I'm going to kill both of you. So we sat there like this, like it was the biggest plane I ever had seen at the time. Mm. We hopped around from island to island. Where did you fly in? Did you fly right into Oahu? Straight? Pittsburgh to St. Louis, St. Louis to Oahu. Oh, wow. Weird. Seven hours. Layover. Okay. Yeah, we did. I did. The way the first time was Boston to LA, LA to oh, to to Oahu. Okay, and then back was through Chicago. So it was, the back way sucked. It was a ten hour <laughs> flight on the way back. Second time was Boston to San Francisco, San Francisco to okay. Oahu, and went back the same way. That's a that long way. ass day. It, I mean, that ten hour flight from from Oahu to Chicago was one of the worst flights of my life. So <laughs> ten and a half hours. I was like, how do people actually do this? How do they fly internationally? We're in their plane for 18 hours. Like it, yeah. it sucked. I, I hated it. I sleeping pill and all, I still absolutely hated it. It was like, uh-uh, that was Can tough, you sleep on a plane? I can sleep in anything that moves. Anything I can sleep that, anywhere, period. Anything that moves, have to I can move, sleep. But I, I go in there. I was sleeping before the plane started moving. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. That's great. And I woke up when they said we're 30 minutes away from the air from Pittsburgh. And I was like, hello, I missed everything. What I time did you take off? Um, Red eye? No, 6.45 PM our time. Oh, wow. And so you landed at two. Wow. You landed late. That's interesting. So 11 AM, 11 PM Pacific times, 2 AM. Yeah. You at 2 AM yeah. Eastern time. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a so, great, that's an interesting flight. It was yeah, the last, it was the direct? last flight. It was direct. Beautiful. And then they flew me back direct. And it takes four and a half coming back. And uh, I, I literally can fall asleep. It I was mean, faster right coming now. back for you? No, it was four going, three okay, hours yeah, and yeah. 50 okay. minutes okay. going. I, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that four way and a half be, coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I hate coming back. Coming back, the flights from Boston, the flight sucks. It's a whole 45 minutes to an hour longer of a flight. Right. Coming back from Boston. Yeah. Coming back off. here. Flying. Yes. Yeah. Coming back to Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's four and a half to five there. It's five and a half to six coming back. Yeah, like, that's. Oh. Would you rather break it up when it's that no, long? no. I mean, we. I've experimented. Like I've lived here now for six years, so I've gone back so many different times. I've experimented with everything, and experimented going to Chicago. Experimented going through a you know a, through Charlotte to go east and then north. I've experimented going through New York, where you have a five hour flight and then a thirty minute flight. Direct is better, always better. No stop, just get me there. You're done. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm getting blown up here on my phone. I got to shout out PB. PB's always here. He's a big part of, you know, what we're doing in the chat as well and all these other things. Betprep.com slash chat. Look at you. How about that? I didn't even forget that. Um, Do you realize, by the the way, just FYI on that, we started with 800 users three weeks ago. We have uh 1,700 today. Doubled up? Doubled up in three more, weeks. More than doubled the the users in three weeks. So it's it's been really good. So so the the brigade is coming in strong. Just the picks has its own channel now. PB's in there all the time. So it's it's been cool. It's been, I, I want to say a big thank you to you guys for that. It's very cool. Fantastic. Um, by the way, show the shirt. I you need to like fully show show the shirt. The shirt's phenomenal. Free Gump. If you don't know, Gumpy's in Canada. From yeah. the Pat McAfee show. He's yeah. been chucked out of the country. Got to break him back in. I got to figure out a way to get him in. Morning with the Canada hat on. Look at this. This is so good. I got oh, the, wow. I got, the, I got the Canada hat on with it. I wore the sunglasses. 
He retweeted it. It's going viral. Who knows? <laughs> However that goes. It's insane. When you watch the counter, when someone retweets right. it, like, you know, you're just like, what did I do? I, yeah, your phone notifications like shut it, down. It, it's just <laughs> silly. Yeah, it's yeah like, okay, it's I'm silly. done. Stop it. <laughs> it's too much. Who else yeah, is we, here, by the way? Roll call Friday. Papa yeah. uh, Pierre Chevrolet. Oh, Brommel Can you please ask him how to say his name? Like you, you just you, you every week you murder that dude's name. I, I, listen, uh, listen, Vinny. I'm sorry. I I don't know how to say it. You got to DM me and tell me how to say it. You mean I, Pierre? I, what do you mean, Vinny? Oh, Vinny? no, Konowinski. Vinny Konowinski. Oh, that's here. okay. Yeah. He's the guy to put the BVB as his picture uh, profile. Pierre Cheval Chevalier. That's, that's, that's gotta be it. I don't know how to say it, but the, <laughs> I just feel bad for the dude. SoCal DGens here. Cole. Welcome, sir. Cole. I haven't seen Cole in here before. That's good to see. Yeah, we uh, had a bunch of new people because a lot of the Arizona folks came in. I bet people that you might actually know. Welcome. A lot of, a lot of the props Arizona guys came in for the first time with Doug and Sean. So that was cool to have them in over the last couple of days and, and just talking about the east side, west side, the driving, the anger between the two sides and oh, why it's nonstop. Oh, God. <laughs> why it like, exists. And that was where I first learned, you know, because we grew up back east. If you had to drive 45 minutes to where you were going, it was like, all right, you just drove 45 minutes. Scottsdale and Glendale are about 45 minutes apart. It might as well be different states. If you live in Scarlet, you don't go over there. And if you live over there, you don't go over there unless you have to. And that was one of the things with the draws, with the Coyotes. We talked about that with Andrew and yeah. the different things. I mean, why in Glendale? And they don't want to move. They want to move downtown. They're going to Tempe, which is in the south east side of town, which they're going to have their own things. But, yeah, I, I used to drive. Man, I had like an hour commute each way when mm. I lived. I lived in Scottsdale and worked at like 15 and no, the 10. And 43rd Avenue, which for you Arizona people, you know, it was like one end of the world to the other. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was horrible. I probably listened to Doug many yep. times um, back 15 in the years. day. I mean, 15 yeah. years. I don't know yeah. how, how long you left, but Doug and Wolf was a 15-year morning show running for on, on KTAR down there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do a hockey thing because the Coyote schedule is wonky. With the new 5,000 first wonky people put that in the chat, but it's, it, but it, it exists. The wonky is, is weird. Like, like they have a very strange schedule. Like the, <laughs> NH, the NHL put it out. It is, they have like 10 game road trips. Like they, they've got really strange because of the ASU arena, the 5,000 seat arena that they're going to play in now. The NHL is trying to figure out when are the dates available and how long do you got to get out of town for pre-existing things that have been booked in the arena. And it's going to be a tough year for the Coyotes. They're going to have an interesting schedule. So it's going to be a tough place to play, though. I still think it's going to be a real home ice walking. I cannot wait to go down there. Five thousand seats. You can't when the Knights go down there. It's going to be. Oh, my goodness. Is it going to be fun? Five thousand seats to see a, a professional highest level of hockey that exists. Yeah, it's gonna be like they're next to you. They're gonna be like right in front of you. The worst seat in the house is gonna be beautiful. I Three guys wait. just popped up in the chat: James Chorus, Javi Cash, and Trent Junk. Triple J's, bang, bang, bang. Roll call Friday. They're coming in. We're, this number keeps going up. I'm gonna try to keep up, boys. I love it. 
Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, by the way. If you're new here, make sure you hit subscribe. Please. We got to get to it. We're almost to a thousand. And like YouTube YouTube unlocks some like special magic when you get to a thousand subscribers. So we need to get to a thousand subscribers. So do us a favor and get there for us for, uh, I think we're like 40 or 30 short. So do do, do, get us there if you can. All right. Number two, Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth round pick. Really nothing. Uh, He's making less than 5 million a year. Darnold's making 19. So everyone's asking the same questions. I'll ask you game one versus the Browns. Who starts at quarterback for the Panthers? Baker. You don't think Baker? I don't. I think he plays eventually. I think the Darnold, they picked up Sam Darnold's option when they traded for him. And I just can't see he's making $19 million. Baker's going to beat his ass out. All right. If he does, and I think I'm with you, Baker's a better quarterback, and I would love to see it because Baker versus the Browns is high drama. The same week we get Seattle taking on the Broncos and Russell Wilson. I can't get enough of this. Yeah, like give me revenge tour 2022 NFL football. Give me the petty quarterback coming back against the old team or give me the old team petty quarterback return into our house. Right. on give me Carolina Cleveland's going to be favored let's go it's going to be Jacoby Brissett for Cleveland yeah thank you I don't think they're going to be favored is, is it, it up is it, it up? was it's all down I think all the all the games all the Browns futures everything is down oh uh, they're taking it off the board until they figure out what's going on with Watson what would you make the number if you wanted to keep it up and take bets and take a lead on the game pick them it's perfect just let it's them perfect. let the market dictate whatever they think is going to happen i would just put it in a pick and just well say, it's gravitated the places that still have it up it's uh cleveland somehow south point is still minus three wow um everyone else is at one and win bet is at pick them so hopefully the boys what's over chris, there are listening what's chris to the doing show. what's what's chrissy know he's waiting to take a bet he ain't moving it ain't anybody bet him yet he wants a bet at plus three because he thinks the line's going to go back up there. So he ain't letting anybody come in and lay one or two. So if it's why, if it's Darnold, do you think it's three? And that's why. So he's going to wait and see if Darnold gets named the starter. Cause I do think Darnold's going to start game one. I, I don't think they're going to, regardless of training camp, $19 million committed to Sam Darnold. They've got to see what the get, what the guy can do. Like you, you're paying him too much money. He sucks, but you, you're paying him too much money. You've got to let him start game one and play his way off the field and then put Baker in and Baker rides in with no pressure. <laughs> Jordan, another Jay who's always here in the chat, Jordan Gorov just said, imagine this Cleveland signs Cam Newton. No. That would be it. fantastic. I know, but I don't Is see it low? because Cleveland already has three. They, they, they have two quarterbacks aside from Watson. So I don't think they would. Who is it? Jacoby Brissett and who? I forget the other guy that they brought in. They've got three quarterbacks on another journeyman nonsense guy. Um, that's not going to play. That's just slipping my mind at the moment as to who's playing for the Browns at quarterback because uh, hold on. Probably De- just said it's minus one and a half uh, in Iowa. Joshua Dobbs. That's who they brought in. Your really? former your former quarterback from the Pittsburgh Steelers. From the Steelers, yeah, yeah. So they so that they, they don't. I don't think they bring in Cam Newton. They've already got a backup quarterback. They've got two quarterbacks ready to go. So 
Watson, I, I, I still maintain that Deshaun Watson is going to get a six-game suspension. How can he not? How can he six, not? Because the court case could have gone really negative, nasty, and we, we weren't in the room. So it was a three-day trial. So we don't know what the judge is going to come back and rule. But I think she's going to give a 10-game suspension. He's going to appeal. It'll be knocked down to six, and he starts game seven. Did you go to law school while I was gone? I no, but that's what, that, that, that's what we've seen. All these things go down. Tom Brady got four. Everything I have read that I agree with is that the NFL made a big mistake by not penalizing Robert Kraft for a similar altercation with the masseuse. He got nothing. Okay. Nothing. He's an owner. He he got something, but he got nothing. And and, and, (laughs) what you did there, he got something. (laughs) He got nothing. And and so that's the big problem for the NFL. Is that they did not? They've already had these problems with the red with the sorry with the commanders, and well, I mean we've got the pictures to prove what the Cowboys do. I mean Jerry Jones gets a pass and did whatever hell he hell he wants. So they've got problems, and supposedly that was the crux of the case for Watson saying, "Look at the NFL, <laughs> look at these guys, look what they do. They don't penalize these guys when they do this. Our guy is in civil court. Okay, it's not criminal. These are all civil cases." And two grand juries came back and said, nothing legally happened, illegally happened here. You can't come after my guy big time. And that's why I think the NFL, I think the court case is going to go Watson's way. And rightly or wrongly, I'm not here to say whether I agree or disagree on it. I'm just, what I think is going to happen is that Watson's going to be playing and everyone's saying he's getting a two-year suspension or a one-year suspension. He's already sat for a year. He already has a one-year time-served penalty. And I think that's why it's going to be six games. Probably right. You're probably right. Uh, welcome, Big Bear Maulings, uh, to the show in the chat. He cost me money. Whoa. Oh, he cost whoa, me whoa. money. What'd you do? Go play craps at his table? What do you mean he cost you well, money? No, he 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 actually had uh, Joe Burrow at his table on, on Friday, Friday Listen, night. I, I, I got the word. They were like, I think Bear, either yep. somebody DM me something. Yep. Joe Burrow's down there. You should go down and take a picture. SoCal, SoCal DGen. That's who told me. And yep, I was like, damn, I should put the glasses on and the Bengal hat and just say, hey, Joe, oh, that come here, bro. Oh, right. Hell of a picture. If you, I know, but off. I was busy doing other shows. I couldn't get down there. I was like, I ain't going to bother Joe B. But next time. So I'm sitting. Mom, so, oh. so I'm with Madeline and her friend, right? Oh, I'm boy. sitting at this new, this thing called Kids Town, which Kendall might like. It's called Where's Kids that? Town. It's down on Rainbow and um, Flamingo. Okay. So, so it's, I think that's across street. It's on Rainbow. And I forget the cross street, but it's on rainbow. Okay. So it's like this new play area where like you kids can go and do make believe like store and florist. And like, you just basically in your, in your mind play, mm-hmm. you know, so Madeline is all about this. She loves doing this. So her okay. and her friend go there. I'm sitting there trying to watch them. I'm, I'm, I just have my phone and bear sends me, it says a, a note tags me on the discord channel. Mets game canceled. I'm like, oh, okay. Mets game is canceled. That that's the, the okay. Now I want to, I need to have another bet. You have three bets. So I went and grabbed the Blue Jays run line to add to the docket, and I, I made the bet, made the official play, made the announcement. Game wasn't canceled. He was wrong. It was only postponed. <laughs> so I went two and one on the pod, and I went two and two because I added the Blue Jays game, and the Blue Jays sucked that night. Who picked so the I Blue guess, Jays? Me. But I wouldn't have done that shit on bear. 
Boy, he he was wrong. He told me the Mets game was canceled. The Mets game wasn't canceled. The Mets game was just postponed. It was or delayed. It wasn't postponed. So what the hell did you add the game for? You should have just because gone. I wanted three bets. I like to have three every day. I don't like having two oh or four. God. I like three. So he so 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 he him and I him oh and I are going to have man. it out when I see him. He 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 cost me that. <laughs> it's it, it's my bet, but he cost. Me I that. got you, bear. All right, USC, UCLA are going to the Big Ten. This is official. This is causing a seismic, seismic issue now as the Big Ten is trying to raid more teams. The Big 12 is trying to raid more teams from all of this. How do you feel about the Big 12 adding potentially a bunch of Pac-12 schools, Oregon being one of them, Arizona and Arizona State? Which is more weird, USC and UCLA in the Big Ten or Arizona, Arizona State being in the Big 12? Is that even a possibility? Arizona and Arizona State being in the Oh, Big so you 12? missed that. Okay, so Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington are all being courted to go to the Big 12. Big 12? Mm-hmm. Because of this UCLA-USC deal. So Apple is now sw- Apple is swooping into the Pac-12, trying to renegotiate their rights to keep the conference together so Oregon doesn't leave. But Oregon is okay with leaving and going either to the Big Ten or the Big 12. Phil Knight's on board with them leaving, and then the Pac-12 dies. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's that's it, right? If if Oregon's gone, that's it. It blows up and everybody is... Washington, too. Oregon and Washington are the two linchpins at the moment, the two biggest markets, the two biggest brands that are left. Are, they, are, they, the are they bonded together? In, no. in your opinion? No. No, but the governor of Oregon may bond Oregon State and Oregon together like Iowa and Iowa State got bonded together. So the governor may get involved and say, uh-uh, if Oregon, you're leaving, Oregon State, you're going with. So is UCLA out of the California school system, the school, like the state school system, they're going to be in the Big Ten at UCLA, University of California at yes. Los Angeles. That's it. They're done. For because they control their own media rights. So they have a right, they can go and make this deal because they control their own media rights and in in a California system can't stop them. Oh so yes. Goodness. Because USC is private, so they can go do what they want, but UCLA. They can, right. Yeah. But they both control their own media rights. That's why in 2024 they can join the Big Ten. They negotiated that because Larry Scott's so bad. He's such a bad commissioner that he gave that to them. It was nothing but bad when he got it. Like it was just, right. it just, it was. It, he tanked the entire, I mean, whoever you want to say who killed the back 12, Larry Scott killed the back 12. Man. Oh man. Um, Cause I think Arizona and Arizona state playing in the big 12 is actually not that crazy because of the number of Midwestern people that go to Arizona. I mean, they're down there like crazy for bowl games and trips and vacations. It's where they go. Very true. Arizona is like back east, Florida, New York, Boston, Pennsylvania. Everybody goes to Florida. In the Midwest, Arizona, when I first moved there, I'd go to Hohokam, which is the Cubs spring training games, Hohokam Park. They would sell the Chicago Tribune in between innings, walking up and down the aisle. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? And they were buying it. You remember when a guy used to put a bag oh, yeah. of papers in his bag? Oh, yeah. And when the fifth inning came on, they were selling the next day's paper, the night paper, walking up and down the aisle. I was like, and a guy would sell out in an inning. Everybody would buy it. I'm like, all these people from Chicago? So they were either in town to go to the game or they right. lived there. And they were getting the paper. For you kids that don't remember or don't know, they used to put the paper stories. It actually used to be a newspaper. It used to open it up, 
<laughs> take it to the shitter, oh. take it everywhere. On the train, the on paper. the plane. Everywhere. Yep, everywhere. Curl it up, put it in your back pocket. Um, so I could see that. Um, what's the move for the Big Ten? Do they want Oregon and Washington in the Big Ten? They would take them, I think. But, I mean, I, I believe there is a secondary move coming. I don't believe that USC and UCLA are going to be this far of an outlier because when Nebraska joined the Big Ten, everybody in your neck of the woods in Pennsylvania and Penn State were all bitching about, we're flying how far to where? We got to go to Omaha and then Lincoln. And then, because you can fly into Lincoln if you charter. Really, Lincoln's airport's pretty small. So you fly into Omaha and then drive 30 minutes to Lincoln. So there was a lot of talk about the- bad. Were they yeah, but they, the, about that? The Olympic sports were not happy about it at all. And now you're going two and a half hours west of Lincoln. <laughs> okay. On, on a plane. Listen, we talked about this. This is the this is the hard part. It's great for football. Yeah. It's gonna be okay for basketball. It sucks for the water polo team. It's gonna suck for everything else. Softball, it's be baseball, hard. soccer. Absolutely. Right. It's horrible. So what they're going to do now, basically what they're saying is they're going to charter everywhere. But secondly, I think there's going to be another two schools coming because it just feels like Stanford and Cal are not being talked about at all. It's odd to me that we haven't heard anything about them, which Stanford matches up with the big 10 very easily. Northwestern it's a, it's Northwestern 2.0, if not better and in, in academics and athletics and Cal is very good as well. Academically, athletically, they're not, but do they want to go? I think if the Pac-12 blows up, they would go. I don't think they want to go. Right. I mean, like, what's the move for the Pac-12 to keep it alive if Oregon, I mean, Washington stays, stay. they get an Apple, they, they get an Apple deal for 10 teams, $30 million a year, and it locks it down and they give all the rights to Apple and it and it keeps it to get Oregon gets convinced to stay. And then they could add two teams. They could add Boise State and San Diego State. They could add Boise State and UNLV. They could add San Diego State and UNLV, and they could go. I mean, I think UNLV is in a pretty good spot at the moment, just given the new angle towards sports betting, the market size, and the new stadium for football. They come here anyway, so I think UNLV is in a decent position. But San Diego State, I think, is in a prime spot. I think San Diego State is going to wind up in the Pac-12 if if it stays together. If it stays together. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. It's it's you know it's perfect right there, it's in the ge- you know geographical location. So I don't know. Not have, the Pac-12 is not going to have a team in Los Angeles. Are you kidding nope. me? Mm-mm. Yeah, they lost the market entirely. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's really weird to see. And and you've got and USC might be good this year. I mean, USC is the fifth betting option right now to win it all. We did their schedule yesterday, right? And it's like you know ten and two is really really possible. Eleven and one is possible. And they could go undefeated. I mean, if you know, if they play the way Not that they're going undefeated. There's okay, no but all right, but they're but they're all they're twenty to one to win it all at the moment, and they're the fifth option on the board to win it all. Rommel Camp came with something good. See, I mean, even a guy that tries to get rid of me, if he sees if you see something in the chat, you got to give him credit. So Bromel Camp just came with the move is Notre Dame. That's the target number one right of now. Course. Always has been. Yes, but you have to. Do they harder, end up in a conference? If we go to three super conferences, absolutely. They have to. They have no choice. Three. What's the third? It's SEC, Big Ten, and who? Big 12. Big 12 will exist still. Yeah, but it's not on even it's not even the same categories. Well, hold on. Add Oregon and Washington. Okay. Oh, if they go. 
Yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 will die. It'll only be three. It'll only be three conferences. The Pac-12 big schools will all go. And then you'll have essentially the remnants of the Pac-12 will join the Mountain West Conference. So Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford, they all would be forced to join the Mountain West Conference. Mountain West. Which is like such a, from a Stanford and Cal perspective, that's going to piss off a lot of rich people. (laughs) That's going to make them real mad if they don't go. But Oregon and Washington, because of the market sizes and the national brand of Oregon, you've got Seattle, which is huge for the Big Ten, another major market. You could take Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, and Stanford, and then you'd have San Francisco, Seattle, Notre Dame's brand, and Oregon's brand, and the SEC freaks out. And so that goes to the next story, that the SEC may be trying to kill the ACC. Oh, and that they may come in and take Clemson, Florida State, others. Now, the report yesterday that came out that has been shot down by numerous people was that North Carolina was being talked to, which everybody went, wait, what? No Duke? Like they would leave and go? But Clemson and Florida State, Miami, Louisville, if those four teams were to leave the ACC and wind up going to the SEC, Boston College, Wake Forest, Duke, these small private schools like Stanford and Cal, they are up it. They are screwed in terms of where they're going to go and where they're going to wind up. There's no natural place for them to go other than the American, which is they really don't want to go there. You didn't even mention Pitt. I was just in Pittsburgh. Good point. And this was even being discussed. And them in Penn State and in West Virginia, we were – I remember being in high school and they were talking about, we need to form a conference. We need to form the big East. We need, you know, they were a basketball only thing back then. The big East Mm -hmm. was everything. That's where East coast basketball was. It, it was there in the ACC. And they were like, we got to do football. We got to do football. We got to do football. Penn state wouldn't do it. They -hmm. couldn't do it. And because Penn state wouldn't do it, nobody would do it. Pitt may get left out in the cold. I mean, the whole the other teams in the ACC are SOL. Yeah. They got their Florida screwed. State I mean, and Clemson jump. What are we left with? Could you imagine if Duke and Carolina joined the Big East for basketball? How much fun that would be? Would that be good? That <laughs> would be so fun. I ain't going to lie. That'd be good. <laughs> I would be in love. If I could go watch Creighton play at Cameron Indoor Stadium, are you serious? I would be. <laughs> <laughs> game one, first game, whatever I got to pay. I'm going to Cameron indoor to watch that. Have game. you ever been to Cameron? Yeah. I, I told you I've only been there when I, oh no, yes, I've been there. Um, I've broadcasted two women's basketball games from there. I've been to one UNC Duke game from there, from the broadcast booth, working it up, up above. But in college, I broke in there and I hung on the rims when I was in college. Were you, were you scared? No, I've told you this story before. We were driving down to the to, to cover the NCAA tournament. We stopped in Durham, and then you can walk right into Cameron Indoor. There's nobody around. You walk right no in, in, jump up, grabbed under the rim, hung on the rim. <laughs> you jumped up, or you got a stool and jumped up? Uh, at that point in time, I could grab the rim still. So I just jumped up and grabbed the rim and Very hung nice. on. 
it was pre-camera phone. It was pre-smartphone. So there's no pictures or evidence of it. But <laughs> being in that building was pretty cool. It it literally is the crow's nest up above. When you broadcast yeah. from up there, yeah. you look straight down. It's the craziest yeah. view in oh. all of broadcasting. It's scary how how you're literally poised above the court, looking right down at the players. It's freaky when the students jump from the side or from behind the hoop. It's a crow's nest on the side at midcourt, but it's not like a traditional basketball no yeah that's like it has an angle like they built it and then they hung it down so like you climb up this ladder that's oh not, bullshit I ain't it's doing tough that. it is not easy to be up there it Ooh. literally can fit 10 people Ooh. up there and that's it <laughs> like it's all you have road and home and tv that's it for for broadcasting it's all it can fit and it's crazy when the Cameron indoor guys start jumping up oh, and down man. and going crazy you think you're gonna die <laughs> oh hell no this I thing's gonna that. fall and I'm gonna die. Cameron Indoor is one of the more crazier places I've ever broadcasted a game from. It's it's I'd pretty be wild. Wreck. I would yeah. not. I don't. I, if you start shaking, I'm done. That's it. Yep. I mean, oh and they had to do all God. these. I guess when, when they first started doing TV, they had to you know put wires in and like run the wires through the whole building, try to wire it for TV, and it's it's all it's a very unique place. But I would love to see them in the Big East because football wise. Go play wherever. I mean, it's Duke and North Carolina football. I mean, who cares? But basketball-wise. <laughs> Somebody had a good point in the chat. It's already gone by. I missed who it was. I'll try to find it. But well, Teferino was here. He was away camping in the mountains. He said, what did I walk back into? Hasn't seen hasn't been here for a while. College football is completely turned yes, around. Pretty much. Should we get rid of the numbers in the conference names? Because it ain't the Big 12. It it's ain't, the stupidest it ain't thing the in the world. That I completely agree. This idea that there could be 16 teams in the Big 10 and call them, t- call them the Big 10. Could be 14 teams in the Big 12 and call them the Big 12. <laughs> it's the dumbest doing? thing ever. But they're so... That's the whole point of this damn sport. They're so tradition-oriented and so worried about their branding and so worried about their logos that... They are institutes of they're institutions of academic learning, of higher learning, and they can't count. It's so dumb. It's I mean ferociously, infuriatingly dumb. Can you imagine the dispute and questions about what are we gonna call this thing now? Yes. What are you gonna call the big How about this? Like the, the doctors, the heads of these presidents, the head of these schools who have like PhDs next to their name, they're like astrophysicists, and they're like so we're playing in the Big Ten with 16 teams. Anybody want to tell me why? Like, call it the Big 16. Now, you can't do that. You lose tradition. You can't handle it. Yeah, but it's not 10 teams. It's, so what are we doing? <laughs> it's all new anyway. Like, it's what was old is new. But, like, remember, you, 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 guys, you guys are the ones that got pissed off at the names of the divisions. The Big Ten fans got all mad. I loved whole- it. The heroes or whatever, whatever it was the called. Legends. Yeah, legends and heroes. Legends uh, people got I want to be in a legends division. Hated that. They thought that was so. They hate everything. Right. Fuck them. Well, I mean, you can go ahead and put a big 12, big 14, big 16 label on something and big 10 fans are not going to like that. <laughs> they like their big 10. We're 10, but you're 16. Yeah, but we're 10. The hell are you talking about? It's so stupid. It really is. It's embarrassing to be quite honest. At least the ACC is just like we're the ACC or the Big East. We're just the Big East. Oh, don't, don't, God. I agree. Get rid of the numbers. And finally, uh, this happened yesterday. We didn't actually talk about it on the show, but James Conn passed away yesterday, who is just oh, one man. of the legends of acting. Godfather role of just an incredible guy. Passed away at the age of 82 yesterday. 
there's certain actors just like when you see them on the screen, you're like, oh, it's going to be a good movie. Like you just know it's going to be a, a good flick. There's no doubt. I mean, he had so many iconic roles. I saw that after I landed and I was like, man, that sucks. Like just another guy who, I mean, his role in Godfather to mm-hmm. me was the first one that I saw, but he was in a movie, The Gambler, right? that was a really like sports gambling movie, just gambling movie period. It was one that you haven't seen. You should go watch it. Um, the program. He was a football coach in a movie called The Program that probably didn't get its due because it was kind of far-fetched and ridiculous, but at the same time was probably telling the truth about a lot of things, which made people inside go, holy shit, maybe we shouldn't you know, do this. <laughs> and now with the NIL, none of yep. it matters anyway. Do you remember the movie Misery? Of course. That was the second most favorite movie behind, uh, I mean, behind The Godfather. Can Insane you imagine? Role. Oh, no, no, thank you. No, I don't want to imagine the sledgehammer scene is still one that gives me the the, the worst single worst. I mean, I I read the book too. It's just, it's absolutely horrific, but that was, it was 1990. You know, that's, that's insane, but he did honeymoon in Vegas. Wait a second. Misery was 1990. We're we're old, Dave. 1990. Yeah. Did that happen? Dogville was 2002. Remember that movie? That was a good sports movie. I Um, remember that one. Oh, Dogville was a good flick. Yeah, that that uh, that, that was fun. Um, let's see what else. Did you uh, that show that was on TV about Vegas when he was Ed Deline? He was the casino boss inside no. the casino. Oh, it was called Las Vegas. Oh yeah, two thousand three, two thousand seven, called Las Vegas. Eighty eight episodes. No, I never Amazing. knew. Amazing. Saw that. Wow. Amazing. Do yourself a favor. Find it on on uh, YouTube or on. Actually, you um, know what? I had seen this. I did see this show. Okay. I have watched this show, but I never put it together that it was James Conn in. Yeah. Okay. I have seen that show. This was Not the year that I moved to Vegas. Oh, wow. And so in 2003, Kylie was born in July. We ended up moving in November and his show was on. And then I started working in a casino in 2004 and we would all be in the casino talking about that show and either how real it was or how real it wasn't. It wasn't, right. But you still had to watch it. And I absolutely love that show. That was that was really the one for me that even made him more human. Because right. there was a lot of human parts of that story, not just working in the casino, dealing with VIPs and then, you know, security guards that don't show up for work and different things and how he dealt with it. That was, that was one of my, that was my favorite TV show at the time. I loved that show. Wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go back and, and, and watch it. He was in news radio. He was in, um, well, his all time iconic role. And, and thank you, uh, Dr. Seaburn in the chat. Brian in, Song. Brian yeah. Song. I mean, movie with him and Billy D. uh, 1970, Brian Piccolo was he played the right. role of Brian yeah. Piccolo, which he he was nominated for an Emmy for that. Was um, a, that was that was the first movie that I remember seeing and crying. Literally, I was a little kid. Every guy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's like I, I, I'm trying to hold it back. Am I supposed to cry right now? I'm looking at my mom. Like <laughs> then he went to the Godfather and he was Sonny Corleone in, in the in the Godfather, and then the Gambler was in 1974. Godfather Part Two. I, I was a big year for him. But the Gambro and Godfather Part Two in 1974, uh, and then obviously, you know, big, that role was iconic for 
still is when you watch it. He's amazing. Then he went on to a numerous Dick Tracy was 1990. Misery was 1990. So both those movies were big. So he had a big uh, 1990 was a big year for him, but you know, Mickey blue eyes in 1999. He, he just uh, get art. Great movie. He was in that. He was an elf too. In that 2003, right. he was an elf. So he, yeah. Versatile actor, did a lot of things. So over to- 40 years. Right. Yeah. Look at the beginning to the end. I mean, he was in it that long doing stuff. When De Niro always, dies, I'm gonna when De Niro dies, I'm just uh, gonna mess. I'm gonna be a mess oh, when De Niro man, passes away. Gonna, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Be like, man, like it's because you know when these guys are 82 and they're passing away, it's like, uh-oh. It's like we're getting to that part important time where some of these all-time Pacino legends are gonna start to have the rollerball. How could we forget rollerball, Dr. <laughs> Saber? Rollerball was incredible. I watched that movie 50 times. You did 50 times. It's happening. It's happening now with the sports. They're all manufactured. There's no crowds anymore. It's made for TV. I mean, in rollerball, they ended up killing people. I mean, you weren't you know, <laughs> hopefully we don't see anybody killing anybody on a football field or on right. one of these things. But the way they talked about it with the network executives and how things were being messaged and, you know, we're going to make this guy do this. I remember watching that going, this is all bullshit. Everybody's at the time. I was watching it. This guy's playing, trying to hang on to his career. And these network executives and all these people are making moves that they don't even care. It was crazy. I was like, I remember watching that going. Whatever the player gets, he gets. Like get 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 all you can because these owners and, and all this other stuff, they ain't watching out for. Mm. All right, good go some baseball today. The Red Sox are now 15 games back of the Yankees after yesterday. Donaldson hits sure. a grand slam off my boy Wachowski. Game run line hits for the Red Sox. First five run line does not. I was on the first five run line, so that pissed me off. So I had six five. Red Sox bullpen holds amazingly enough against the Yankees. Six five was the score after five. Six five was the final. The over does hit if you bet the over in this game. But today you got Cortez on the mound. Yankees are only minus 156, 160 here. Like any value in New York, given who Boston's going to be seeing for this Yankee lineup? still kind of like I saw the Yankees get off the bus in Pittsburgh. I was out walking around. I was like, damn, that's an offensive line. <laughs> like standing stand judge in person 20 feet away. I was like, holy shit. Who's going to beat this team in a seven game series? Like who's going to beat them? I don't know. They should be the odds on favorite today. Cortez, a lefty against Seabold. How Seabold's numbers look? I, I I I haven't done the baseball work. Not good. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Over. <laughs> I mean, probably given Red Sox Yankees, but Cortez could shut down the the Red Sox offense. That's, you know, it's nine and a half is the total. It's juiced to the over. It. I don't know. The, the, this guy. I looked at this game every which way, and I said, I'm just not playing anything on it. I can't. I can't. I think the Yankees do win, but the Red Sox are so damn desperate now after this. Like they lost two of three to the Rays. They lost the first game to the Yankees. Like they need this game here today. You and this need in this game. They play them like 14 more times. Dave, it's a psychological thing. It's got nothing to do with the standings. It's that the Red Sox are leaking oil and they're throwing a kid with an 8.31 ERA. 
They need to beat the Yankees. <laughs> they need to beat the Yankees. They would have if Wachowski yesterday just, I mean, it's so funny how it always happens. They were talking about he became the first pitcher in the last 50 years to have five starts with two or less earned runs and go at least five innings to start a major league career. And then the first thing he sees is the Yank- in the, the teams he's pitched against <laughs> are Detroit, Oakland, Seattle. Right. Sees, sees the Yankees, walks two batters in. Donaldson puts a ball in the center field bleachers for a grand slam. <laughs> just right. so, just so on point. But then I was right that Cole can't pitch at Fenway because he gives up two home runs. Can't to pitch Raphael to Devers. Devers. He should just walk Devers every time. Devers, Devers owns, owns that cat. I mean, and he, he five owns. runs. And 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 I I would have won my bet if Frenchie Cordero Frenchie Cordero could catch a pop fly. He drops a pop fly. Six run scores. So then six five. It should have been five five after five. And then I would have been fine. My plus my plus half half a run and I and I get on the run line. But because they dropped that damn fly ball, I lost my bet. So what I was you, pissed. What do you think of my BVB? This is I call this the Patriots or Red Sox model. It's navy blue. With if the two red if, Bs if you did the B. blue on the V, I would call it a Patriot hat. That's a Red Sox hat to me. I like it a lot. I've I've actually thought about getting that exact hat. Okay. Just yeah, not with the flat brim. Trying to but get I like design. Kendall, tell them flat brims yes. are it. All, all the kids like it. But this is the colors. This yeah, is the I like Boston it. colors. I, I, I do think the. I'm looking to made... take the Red Sox today. I think you well, take honey. the Red Sox today. I mean, but the books are going to need the Reds. Listen, the books 100%. need against the Yankees every single goddamn day. It's, especially in this series because Yankee fans are coming in with both fists. Right. Coming so. off that 16-0 shellacking of Pittsburgh Wednesday. They come. They win last night. What happened on that pop-up? Did you see the pop-up? Like, you just missed the pop-up. I lost my bet because of it. That's what I'm talking about. That was the bet. I, I, I just... Frenchy Cordero misses that pop-up. That's what blew the, that, that blew my bet. If he, he makes that play, I win my bet. Oh, I man. have a two-in-one day. That missed pop-up caused me to have a losing day. Pissed me off. <laughs> Pissed me off. off. Frederick Cordero, catch the damn ball. It was scored a double. Then it was scored an error. And then they changed it back. Can you imagine? I was thinking about it from the book's perspective. Okay. If you had total bases over, the guy pops it up and it's ruled a double. Now pay to over. Then they change the official scoring to an error. You got to go back. And if he has it, you got to fix it. Like in all this. Then they, in the eighth, I'm watching a game, and they come back with, oh, it's changed back to a double. What the hell's going on? They don't care about the betting market. The guy doing the scoring at Fenway Park has probably been there doing the scoring for 40 years. He doesn't give a flip. (laughs) He doesn't care what happens to a book. He's just having to recorrect it. Talk to New York. Talk to the guy who's ahead of it saying, I'm scoring in a double. And they're like, nah, you can't, man. He should have caught it. So, all right. He didn't touch it, though. Yeah, but he should have caught it. So, all right. That's an error. I was, no. The last no. thing I saw before I passed out, I was watching it right when I got home and it was on. And Costas went off on it that you can't score it. He said, it's an error. I know it didn't touch a glove, but it's an error. And they came back from commercial and they got the official score. It can be scored an error without touching the glove. So the guy must have got the message that Costas talked about. Everybody's talking about it, scored an error, and he did. And then somehow reviewed it, and he scored it a double. But 
How many games the Red Sox win this weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Yankees. One, one? two, or none. They ain't one. all three. One? Yeah, one. So they're going to be 17. Would you say they're 15 back if they go two, if they lose two out of three, they're going to be 17 back of the division? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's bad. By the way, I'm not high, FYI. People are taking pictures of my eyes. They're saying what? I'm high today. On what? the phone, we were on the phone till two o'clock in the morning last night. I got five hours of sleep last night. I fell asleep <laughs> when I got home. I woke this is up like a sleep, guys. And text you something, <laughs> and that results in a conversation. And we did a show without fair. You and I on the damn phone <laughs> last night, right. and we're like, you, you said to me, "It's one forty-three. We got to go to bed." I was like, "It's one forty-three." <laughs> I didn't know what time it was. I have, I felt like I have no idea what time it yeah. is. Right. So that's so. why FYI, I, I did VEASAN last night. I came home. I was, they said, you're up. Call me. So I called him and that's why we, that's why it's called lack of sleep guys. Come on now. Let's be polite here. So <laughs> taking screenshots and putting it on the discord channel. Yes. I monitor the discord <laughs> channel during the show. You know, dad's not away guys. You can't run around and have free reign without me being around. FYI, I do check everything. So you at me, when you at Sports Talk Matt, I get oh, a little alert. So it pops up on my screen. So FYI. It, yeah, Orioles, somebody likes the Angels a lot today, Dave. Okay. Because the Orioles are now, uh, what's the stat from SoCal DJ? 19 and two yeah. over the last 21 games at home against the Angels. Yeah. Orioles have owned the Angels. However, yeah. the line was minus 166 before the show yeah. on the money line. Somebody dropped a bag. We're down to 142, 130 at Pitching certain places. Change. Pitching what? change. Pitching oh. change. Who's Pitching in? Change. Who's out? Detmers is in. I thought he I already think... was. He was he in wasn't. before. He was Wells is the pitcher. Was... Wells is the pitching change. Detmers was already the guy pitching overnight. Uh I Detmers is in the different color on my odd screen. So that means he, he was changed in? The original number was put up with someone else, and then they bet Detmers. But that doesn't mean anything. They bet him yesterday, too. He was pushed back a day? I don't know. I don't know. But they bet they bet Detmers all season. Like, the numbers always move in the Angels' favor when Detmers okay. pitches. He's lefty. Tyler Wells is going for the Orioles. Yeah. Seven and four, 3.09 ERA. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, people like the under in the game. I'm I'm staying Definitely. off eight and a half. Wells and Detmers. Uh, it's juiced to the over minus one twelve to the over. But I thought that was interesting. That line move was aggressive. It was. I thought it was too high. I mean, I, I still think isn't one forty a bit high on the Orioles? What are they? Four games under five hundred. Forty and forty four, but they're twenty two and seventeen at home. But, you know, lay minus 140 juice on the Orioles at home. I don't know. That's, that's a little expensive. Well, I mean, considering they're 40 and 44 in that division, they have so many games played. If they didn't play the Yankees as many times as they did to be over 500, mm-hmm. I think their record against the Yankees is, I think they played 14 times already. I think they got one series left against them. Ouch. Um. So, no, I'm not. I mean, 150 would be like the, hmm. Really, Mark, for me? So it was that. It makes sense to play the Angels in the spot, but Yeah, their record uh, against the Yankees is nine and is four and nine. Okay. 
There four you go. wins against the Yankees. Four miles. games under, so, yeah. 500 on the season, and five games under yeah. against the Yankees. So, yeah, yeah. Um, eight and a half is the total. It's got to be under. It's got to be. Makes perfect sense to go under. And they're going to bet it over. Mm-hmm. It's already up to over minus 20 at Westgate, over minus 20 at DraftKings. Give me the under. I find myself, I don't know about you, but when I'm looking at totals now, and I've always been like this as leaning the under, but man, in this baseball, like some of the games are really flying over, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to see these numbers come up. And I, yeah, they're inflated. Yeah. Unders, a, lot of these, right? a lot of these numbers are inflated. Yeah, I would agree. You, you get the value on the under. Yeah. Uh, Braves today are only minus 125 on the run line against Washington. Washington is the worst team in Major League Baseball on the run line. Braves are one of the better ones. You like the what's Braves the, today? What's the price? Minus 125. I like that better than minus 250. <laughs> money line, which <laughs> right. it is. Minus two Braves 40, are 44 and 40. 50. 44 and 40 to the run line. Washington is 34 and 51. 34 and 51. And I would venture to say they've been getting a run and a half in like probably every game except like six. Yep. And they're still terrible against I mean, the, the run Marlins. Line. The Marlins won on the run line, four game sweep, every game on the run line. Like it's just, <laughs> they're just horrific. <laughs> I don't know. 120 is normally my ceiling. Like I, I can't pay more than my one run line. For run line like that, I just I can't stomach anything more than that. But against Washington, I might pull the trigger on this. Like this seems like a decent bet. Order ain't bad. I mean, right? It's not one thirty-two at Fanduel, but you can shop around. Well, who in the hell is going to bet Washington? (laughs) It's plus two ten. Like even if you take plus one and a half as the book. We had guys that would automatic show up in our tickers if mm-hmm. we had a dog plus a one a run and a half plus money. So we would always keep it at 120. It never really went to 125, 130, because we would get an automatic bet on the dog plus money. So like we were talking about last night, anytime bad guys can take 110, they do because mm-hmm. that's what the book is taking all the time. So a lot of times they would take plus money on plus one and a half, and then they would be laying the favorite and going for the middle. So they lay 255 on the money line and they take plus 110 on the plus one Sometimes, and a half runs. If they could, or they would take they would take the run line plus one and a half plus money to drive down the price because you move uh, the, you move it down, you move it down, and then they figure out whatever it is they do with the money and try to lay less of a price on a favorite and go for that one run middle. I mean, it's not, it's risky because of the juice, but if it hits in the middle, bam, you know, that, that makes the whole week. Interesting. Yeah. There's a line I need you to explain to me because I kind of am stunned by it. Really? On what planet should the Arizona Diamondbacks be minus 175 against the Colorado Rockies today? Gallon's been pretty good. What the hell is this? This is this is. Uh, I I don't care who's pitching. Gallon has been okay. He's four and two with a three point four. Chad Cool's five and five with a three point eight three ERA. Better twenty one and twenty. Twenty one and twenty four. Diamondbacks at home. 
Rocky is 13 and 26 on the road. Both these teams have 36 and 37 wins. They both suck. How are you asking someone to lay minus 175 juice on the Diamondbacks? You know, you can bet the dog anytime well, you want to. Fine, anymore. but like I, I wouldn't touch Do either it. one of these sides. I just Why can't not? believe that one team is actually, you're almost going $1.75 to bet the, the Diamondbacks. I mean, what? ask, ask SoCal DJ what the record is. Of the Diamondbacks, or I mean, of the Rockies on the road, they've been ter- they've They're been terrible. Shit, right, thirteen and twenty six. They're terrible. Yes. Okay. Is that the worst record road record in baseball? Probably. Hold on. Probably is. That's probably uh, is. I mean, if you look at the standings, you can see thirteen the road wins. Record. The worst number of wins. Nope. Tigers twelve and twenty three. Okay, so it's worse than the National League. It's the worst. It's the worst record in the National League on the road. The Reds Second have fourteen behind the Tigers. Yep. Reds and the Pirates both have 14 wins on the road. Yeah. Rockies have 13 wins on the road. Okay. So all that information is available. You have to make the number. (laughs) You're in the book and you go, (laughs) all right, we need to put this line up. What in the world can we get somebody to put up or can we put up to get somebody to take the Rockies right now? (laughs) You have to overinflate the favorite to do so. Now this is overinflated. I mean, this is come hard on. To, this, is, this is this is a balloon. Like this is <laughs> this is just overinflated. This is a goddamn like hot air balloon. Like this, this this is bonkers. Like what is this? I saw this line this morning. I was like, shut up. This is stupid. What are you doing? Diamondbacks, Rockies minus one seventy five. If I want to bet on the run line right now, it's plus one twenty two at Fanduel. Like what? Taking a run and a half or laying a run and a half? Laying a run and a half is plus one twenty two. If you want to take a run and a half, it's minus one forty six. So would you? Would you? Would you lay a run and a half at plus money? Is that if, good the, price if, for if you? I was going to bet this game, I'm betting the run line. I'm not betting it just on the money line. I'm not laying one seventy five, considering that these games are going over. But you were gone on this. SoCal DJ pulled this stat, which I did, which was crazy. Teams that win on the road are winning on the run line eighty three percent of the time. But are usually getting a run and a half, are they not? Yeah. But no, teams that win the game are winning or are, are covering the run line. Winning the run. Well, yeah, yeah, they're getting a run and a half. So they win the game. They cover the yeah. run line most of the time. Yes. But there's favorites that have been on the road that are also covering the run line at 83% right. clip. I mean, that's that's pretty strong. The run line thing is really interesting because it's becoming a real part of betting baseball yeah it it was a huge it was always an afterthought it was always the thing like if you did a percentage of volume on a game 80 percent was on the money line and 20 was on the run line like if you're betting dodger games and not betting run line what are you doing doing? just bet the run line don't bet money line dodgers money line is a stupid bet it has been it's probably going to catch up four games this year i believe it is that they've not covered the run line when they've won like it's stupid. And I mean, they got what 55 <laughs> wins. I mean, they got a lot of wins. It's stupid. They, they just they win on the run line every single freaking time. They're, they have 48 wins on the run line, 48 and 34. It's absurd. The Dodgers have 53 wins. So it's five, yeah. excuse me, five, everything but five games this year when they've won the game, they've won on the run line. <laughs> and they're favored every game. Like, like as an odds maker, that that would that that would be one of those things that would fucking drive me nuts, <laughs> because you have to put it 
at an absurd number. And it's me trying to beat the bad guys only. Like mm-hmm. I need to get that money every day for them to pay the 95% of the people that are going to win in the book. I need them to bet it. And it's like when they go on vacation or they stop betting it because they're like, Dave, it don't matter what you put up. I ain't taking it again. I ain't taking it against the Dodgers. And then the worst thing that happens is when they come and lay the price on the Dodgers. You're just like, oh, shit, this game's going to this is going to be bad. And it's always the last game, at least when it's, the you know, time wise, like it, like it is tonight. 7-10. It's the last game on the board. That That's the last start. Everything's gonna key to that. <laughs> Roll right into it. Yep. And you're Fine like, there. shit, I need some, I need some Cubs run line money tonight. Like, please. And you can't get it. So mm. uh, I, I I don't know. I I I'd actually rather lay the money line with the Diamondbacks than take them on the run line tonight, even though it's plus money. Because this will be that game where the Diamondbacks will win. They'll win by one and piss Three, you two. off even more. Yeah, I, I, this is a straight no play. Get away from me. I, I, I hate this game. All right. I bet this last night. I'm curious your take on this. Another win for Tony Gonsolin. Another dominant performance. Young. He's going he's gonna to start the All-Star game at home. Well, let's go back to the first thing you just said, because that's what I bet last night. I what took 12, was to, price? 12 to 1. Hello. How do you feel about who wins the NL Cy Young? Because he's the fourth betting option on the board. Alcantara is one at plus 110. Burns plus 550. Musgrove plus 900. Gonsolin is plus 1200. I mean, he wa- I waited last night. I haven't made it. I, I bet it. And then I wanted to see what was happening. He was four, nothing Dodgers. And then he gave up a two run home run. And I was like, Hmm, if he gets hit hard, maybe I get a better price. Maybe it was 13 or 14 or 15 to one. Didn't move market. stayed totally. Give up another run. Yeah. Nope. Got another win. Yeah. He is undefeated currently. And he is tied for the major league lead with 11 wins right now. 11 and oh. 1.62 ERA. Keep downplaying the importance of wins in baseball. Well, I, I'm going to downplay it too, but is it 1.62 ERA and 0.8 whip? Is <laughs> it puts the 11 and 0 mark in play to me because then it works. <laughs> it 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 shines the light on that more because yes. you can't take that away, right? Because he has all the other numbers. Because the Grom did that. The Grom had the point had the 1.5 ERA and the 0.6 whip, whatever it was, and he was like three and two. Because right. the Mets he, couldn't win games, but he, he didn't get run support, right? And he didn't pitch enough, right? But Gonsolin God, you, hasn't missed the start, and you can't say, "Well, Gonsolin's winning these games because the Dodgers lineup is so good." No, you're not scoring on this guy; <laughs> you're just not. So I don't know. I mean, I, I get everyone's talking about Alcantara and like saying, saying he's going to win it, saying he's going to win it, and everyone. I think. It, I mean, and Jordan just said it in, in the chat. It's those two. I, I I think it's those two. Like I would have, I would be going to get Burns money right now, okay. if it was me. I would be, I would, I would have that flipped. Musgrove's the X factor because if San Diego can, you know, close that gap, God forbid, win a division, right? And he keeps doing his thing, I think he'll get some run. But I like to bet. I mean, you already hit. You know, uh, Warriors seven to one. 
I, I think that's as live as could be. I, I, I mean, I watched it a little bit last night. You know, I watched the the replay a little bit, saw the highlights. Guys putting up the numbers. I don't know how they're going to measure this thing. You know, I hate these voting things because I don't know are they going to measure hard, it. But Cy Young is one of those things where I feel like a little bit more. You know, I I'm I feel I feel a little more comfortable with Cy Young just because I think it's baseball, so it's the course of an entire year, yes. and there's going to be some separation. And you kind of yes. know a little bit more, and I just think for a guy who's going to start the All Star game, I would agree he's going to be the guy on the on the hill. Dodger guy, Dodger stadium makes perfect sense. He's going to start the all-star game second half of the year. We don't know what he's going to wind up doing. That's why it's 12 to one. So it's more or less like, let's take a position here at 12 to one. Maybe he elevates to the top of the board and Alcantara comes down and maybe he's six to one or seven to one. You bet both. And you got two tickets at good plus money for the two guys who are going to win it. Right. I, I don't think that's a bad move at all. My other, my third would be Musgrove instead of Burns if it was me right now. I just don't think that he'll get enough publicity unfairly or fairly. Nothing against Milwaukee. Uh, all, all of our people in the Midwest, again, it's not personal, but they just don't get the the pub that these other other guys do. I mean, and Alcantara is unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. you see what he's doing on that team. But he's nine and three, one point eight six ERA, higher ERA, higher WHIP, three losses. This guy's got ERAs under two, and it's July. Like baseball's changed so much that never happened. It was one guy, Pedro. Right. That, was 99. that was that 1. was one point nine nine year. It was just under two. It was one nine nine. It was like just under two. It was you know, but it, it would hover around there, and then everyone else was at three. Or yeah. higher. Like if you got it under three, 2.96. Big deal. Shit. What is this yeah. guy doing? Everybody, I mean, 3.2 was usually the ERA winner um, around there for a starter. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's all impressive. I think it's a good bet. I do. AL MVP. How do we not bet? I haven't bet this yet, but I'm considering it. Otani is two to one. Mm-hmm. I, I get that it's not a big return. But Judge is going to sit for many games. The Yankees are being open. He sat last night. The Yankees are not going to play Aaron Judge a lot in the second half of the season. He's going to play, I would say, 65% of the games in the second half. So if they have seven games in a week, he's going to only play three or four? I, I think they're going they, on the broadcast last night. He's sitting in each series. If they play a three-game series and a four-game series, he's going to take a day off in each? Yeah. I think the Yankees are going to really baby him tremendously. He's already got issues right now. He woke up with a sore back. They're worried about hamstrings. They just, they don't care about this award for Aaron judge. This is the only thing the, the angels have going for them is that Otani could win back-to-back MVPs. You like it at two to one? Judge is the MVP. (laughs) I think so. But again, he still might be the MVP, but he may not win it because he may not play enough games. Correct. Correct. And I mean, Otani did something two, two, two days ago. Otani did something that has not been done since 1920. He had 10 Ks, two RBIs in a stolen base in a single game. 1920. It's been a hundred years since somebody did that in a major league baseball game. <laughs> I mean, God, it's, it's damn, stupid. It's impressive. Oh, man. 
I mean, we just don't talk about him enough. I just, I can't get over this. We just don't talk about Atani, what he's doing in major league baseball because he plays in the wrong damn city. It's a valid point. It's a valid point. I mean, and we're going to see it on display at the all-star game. I don't know if he's going to do the home run derby, but God damn, I hope he does. Oh, me too. I I hope it'll, it'll be absolute must watch with him in it. And, and I know why guys Vlad said no, because Vlad's out of it. So we need some, some big bats in there to draw some eyeballs. Yeah. I think, I mean, it would be, it would be great if he did. I I mean, it's how much higher is it going to go? We always talk about making bets again at good numbers. And, you know, for the CLV crowd, you want to get good closing line value. And again, you know where a lot of those closing line value tickets go right in the CLV can. But I mean, how much higher is it going to go, P-Roll? It ain't going to go much higher. He's going to hover at this number or lower, barring think, an injury. I think he'll close laying juice. I, I think as the year goes on, you're going to lay juice at some point with this. If Judge sits as much as you think he's going to sit, I think it will go to minus money. I don't I think know. It, I, I think I just haven't bet it, but I don't see anybody else winning this award besides Judge or Atani. Take the plus money now. Maybe you get an injury to judge. Maybe you get plus money on judge and you try to win a unit. Like you're not going to clear big money on this. It's not going to no. win eight, nine, ten units, but you're just trying to double your money. Right. And I think you have, you have a chance to do that. What gives you or, a position to work off of? I mean, are you resigned to the fact that it's judge or Otani? Yes. That's pretty much, I mean, when you really That's look it. at it, like who That's else it. can win it? I don't think anybody. Alvarez is the only one, but I don't think he's going to get enough. He, 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 if Alvarez hits like 55 home runs or something, then maybe, but he's going to have to have such an incredible second half of the year to win it that I don't think he's, I mean, to overcome what Otani is doing on the mound, it's judge is insane home run wise. I get that, but Otani is doing something we just haven't seen. Haven't right. He's, he's given up two. How many years can that argument go though? The rest of his career. Like we, we're now having the conversations about when will we see other players like Atani be allowed to play both sides? When do they okay two-way players oh, coming up no. through the like, minors, allowing guys to play? I mean, why? It happens in college all the time. Pitchers and hitters are the, I mean, college baseball has got guys who pitch on Fridays and bat on Saturdays. Why can't more players be allowed? It's really I mean, hard. It's really I mean, hard to do. You have to be such a good hitter. To even all the pitchers think they can hit. I mean, you know, brother Dan, if he's there, he was my catcher. I was a pitcher. I could hit, but I was never as good of a hitter as I thought I was. Listen and, to this for a second. Let's just, let's just listen to this. this is insane. Otani is last five games pitching yep. five, two, four, one, five, nothing, four, one, five, two, all wins for a team that sucks in the Angels. Zero. What's the Angels record right now? Uh, angels are 30, uh, 38 and 46, eight games under 500. Okay. And and he just won five games in a row with in five row. quality starts. Oh, it's insane. It gets better. It gets better. Earn runs zero, 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 one. <laughs> Who are the opponents? Marlins, White Sox, Royals, Seattle, Boston. K's I mean, 10, 11, 13, six, six. Damn, son. <laughs> it's just, it's, that's, 
seven innings, five and two thirds, eight, six, seven innings pitched. ERA is 2.44, eight and four record, 0.99 whip. Shit, can he win the Cy Young? <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. Can he actually guy... win the Cy Young? He can't win a Cy Young, can he? I don't, I don't think he can, but I mean. How's the it, American League Cy Young market? It's going to be McClanahan who goes today. But I mean, offensively, the guy is raking offensively. Like, it's stupid what he's able to do. It, it, I mean, he's got a 1.5 war at the moment, but I mean, he's averaging, um, he's at 18 home runs, 53 RBIs. He's batting, you know, he, he's he's got a one triple, 15 doubles, 78 hits. He's batting 257 with a 490 slugging percentage and an 833 on base percentage. To go along with a 0.99 whip. Like, how is this guy not the MVP? Like, it's just, it's not, um, I hate the fact that the team sucks, but the numbers are just dumb. Can they give him the Cy Young and give somebody else the MVP? Give them both. Give him the MVP and the Cy Young. Make history. First guy ever to do it. McClanahan's plus 250. Verlander's yeah. plus 270. Garrett Cole is plus 850. And Otani is plus 950. Everyone else is 17 to 1 or higher. Manoa had a bad start. He's up to 19 to 1. Uh, Dylan Cease is up to 19 to 1. Gossman's even 17 to 1. They're fading away. They could give him the Cy Young to give somebody else the MVP or vice versa. No. If they did both, that would be incredible. Be the greatest single season in Major League Baseball ever. Ever, ever. MVP on a team that sucks. I hate the Angels. God, I hate that franchise. Oh, Ruin Trout, burying (laughs) Otani. This dude played in New York or this guy played in Chicago or played in Philadelphia or Boston. This dude would be on the front page of every sports page. Every damn time he pitches, every time he did something, it's all we'd be an international event. What are you talking? Damn LeBron James. He'd be everywhere. He plays in a crap market with a crap team. Sucks. (laughs) So infuriating. I hate it. I hate it. With, I hate it more. I hate it with the, with trout was bad enough, but I, I blame Mike trout for re-signing there. He, he made his bed. He's got to live there. Atani hits the free agent market in two years, a year and a half. You don't think so? He ain't staying there. I hope to God he gets the hell out of there. Go to the East coast, get out of Los Angeles, get away. Who cares about what Yankees? If he goes to the Dodgers. Fine. Even, I mean, I don't love it, but it's better. I mean, go stay. If he likes LA, go to the Dodgers. Go to a team where you're actually going to get watched in eyeballs. People are going to pay attention. Play in a World Series because Mike Trout was dumb enough to resign in that damn market. <laughs> I hate that contract. I was I was back east for three days. I couldn't make it to the, to the Dodger games. Like I Come couldn't on. make it to. The, I mean, it is it's impossible. It is really hard. It's a ten oh five start time. The game gets over at one thirty in the morning. It's not possible. It doesn't work like the third inning. It's 1130. And I'm like, goodbye. I just can't do it. Like I try to stay away. Even out here. I mean, I I was, I was at circle last night at 1030. There were two games on the Dodger game was on and the Padres Padres game game was on. on. That's it. There were two baseball games. There were four people in the book, right? (laughs) Four. (laughs) That's it. 
And two of them, like, probably were there the whole day and just hung out the whole yeah, day. Yeah, they probably doing some <laughs> other things. They had no interest in no baseball games. No. They aren't they're, 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 they're watching the game. So, all right, uh, a couple of quick football stories. Uh, if the Bears build a dome stadium, what do we do? Like, Chicago outside. Is, is that really a possibility? What are we yes. talking about? Yes. The Bears Why? have commissioned, Chicago has commissioned a report, uh, a, a panel, and they are recommending that Chicago builds a dome in Arlington outside of the city in the suburbs. Come they build a dome stadium. Talking about this would be disastrous to me if they did this. Chicago is an outdoor market. It's part of the lore. It's part of what goes into Chicago playing there on the road in December and January to play in a dome stadium. No. Whose idea is this? The panel, the all the politicians in Chicago, mayor, city council. Man, what? I, I don't get it. They bought the land and they're going to build a stadium. They're just going to say what type of stadium are they going to build? Why do they want like bowl games and Super Bowls and shit? Because yes. they can't get it with an outdoor stadium. Correct. So that's what they're saying. New York did. How did New York swing that? When they because they paid the right people. Chicago guys can't figure out how to do this and leave the damn stadium open. Chicago and New York are very different places when it comes to weather. They're very different places. <laughs> Chicago is is. I, but I mean, open. they can't they can't figure out how to pay the right people to get a Super Bowl there. I mean, no. it's going to be cold. So what? You should not play a Super Bowl north of Virginia. Oh shit! I have, I have maintained this for years. A Here Super Bowl should never be played north of Virginia. They played it in Minnesota in a dome. They played dome. it in Detroit in a dome. Dome. Still stupid, but dome. <laughs> stupid. Nobody wants to go there in December and January and freeze their ass off. Nobody wants to be bundled up. They want to go have fun. They want to go to New Orleans, in Miami, in Dallas, in Vegas, in Los Angeles. Phoenix next year. Phoenix. That's what they want. They want warm and fun, not freezing cold. Slip and break your neck because it's ice outside your hotel room. No, I hate it. Boston, get out of here. Philly, get out of here. New York, Chicago, get out of here. Stupid. Bowl games, same thing. Who wants to go play in the pinstripe bowl in New York and play Yankee Stadium and freeze your ass off in January? That's Who fun. wants to go watch it? Shit. That too. But that, <laughs> why have a bowl game? Fenway Park should have a bowl game. It's stupid. What are you doing? Bowl games are not meant to be played. It's supposed to be rewards for these kids. Hey, by the way, have fun. Go up there and freeze your ass off in New England. That's a great. Oh, I, I'm I'm so happy to go do this. You know, I live in Miami. I live in I live in South Carolina. Oh, where am I going in January? Uh, Boston. Oh yeah, sign me up. Jesus, what are they doing? I don't. I don't. I mean, it's obviously for bigger reasons than just playing the games. Like, right? They're trying to get a big event. They're trying to get yes, a Super multiple. Bowl. Uh, NCAA tournament game. If you game. ask the yeah. fans who go to the games, what would they say? We got Good anybody question. from Chicago in, in the chat? Put light I us think, up. I think it would depend upon who you are as a person. Because I think well, listen, if, I ain't I, going to no games in a cold no more. I did it for a lot right. of years. At Penn State, I went to every game when I was there. And then I lived And you there. knew about the advantage you would have by having that environment, right? Oh, I used to call it the Beaver Stadium Mystique. Yeah, you used to see it coming from the mountains, and I'd be like, "Look, at Penn State, the second half." <laughs> My fraternity bro's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "This shit's coming." 
I yeah. said, they ain't going to know what hit them. That stuff swirls in. I said, it starts snowing. They, the, 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 uh, the PA guy right would play, let, it let it snow, nice. let it snow, let it snow. The students would start singing it and going like wow, this. That's cool. The team would get it going. I've made so many, I, I, I mean, it was, it was funny, but like we, we would know when it was coming. So absolutely you saw it coming. So then why would you want to get rid of that? I would never. So I would never either. I mean, I think it's, if you're going to build a stadium, that's fine, but don't you dare build a dome. It's a bad idea. Absolutely. It's a Super Bowl, right? Yep. Dome. Dome. No, I, I know why they're doing it. They're looking around to all their competitors and saying, we need to get in line to have these events. Because generally speaking, when you build a new stadium, you get a Super Bowl. We have one here in Vegas. Like, you know, when you get a Super Bowl, <laughs> you can try. Try, try, Tom, Ed popped there in the go. chat. Roll call Friday, baby. He Good. said that's our only home field advantage. <laughs> Amen. He's, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, Jay Cutler for your quarterback. Of course you, of course. Uh. You got to worry about that, but that's, I, I don't know that that pissed me off this morning when I saw that, I was like, no nah, man, come off of it. Like that's, I get the angle. I get why I get the whole, you know, the city council's angle, but from a football and a game perspective, come off of it, man. That's not <laughs> Chicago bears playing indoors. Would you ever have it in new England? Super bowl? No, a dome. No, I hope not. I would hate it. They in no hell would weigh world would they build a dome in New England. I don't think so. I mean, no I hope way. not. It would piss me like off. I would, it would piss me off because I, I think some of the most iconic moments in the history of New England has been in the snow games. Vinatieri's kick, the tuck rule, the 1975 playoff game when they build bullshit. When they when they brought out the when they, when they, they shoveled with with the plow for the <laughs> kick that was illegal, they did it anyway. That game. Yeah, I mean, some of the that. biggest moments have been in the snow for New England have been super fun. So it would piss me off. I mean, we beat the Titans 70 to 10, I think it was something like that in the snow. So I, I want snow games are awesome. I, I, I want, no, absolutely not. Don't Listen, piss me of off. all the different stuff outside in games, like football is just better when it's played in the elements, wind, snow, rain, all of it. heat. Yes. All of it. It all factors in. It, it, it's it's just the rhythmic pentameter of the sport until the championship game. I do like the NFL having a championship game in pristine conditions. I am in, I am in favor of that. That neither team gets an advantage for the weather in the final game. Correct. Super Bowl. Okay. I like I like the championship game being played in very pristine conditions. Everything else. I love the fact that the AFC and NFC title games are on the road. You got to play through that weather. You got to play through that adversity, whatever it might be, go on the road or have a home field advantage. You played all year to have, to have the best record to make them come to your place to play in your elements. I love that. So it would suck to have to go see Chicago hosting a championship game, not outside. I just, I mean, saying it out loud, it seems more ridiculous. Like somebody's got to come to their senses and say, stop the bullshit. We're not doing all this, of you. Right. We're, we're not building a dome in Chicago. 
We're not doing Hollis it. Hall. Yeah, look, I mean, come on. The family's got to get involved here and kick that out. So, Please. all right, Sports Grid, thank you guys. We'll be back on Monday. Have a phenomenal weekend. Enjoy it. Thank you for watching us each and every week on Sports Grid Television. We'll be back coming up on Monday, 11 p.m. Pacific time after the Pat McAfee Show. Hit subscribe, watch us, and be a part of it. You get the full podcast on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube for the Props YouTube channel. If you guys on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. More to come. We'll see you on Monday. Yes, free gump. <laughs> All right, time for the circuit sports schedule of the day. We're going to talk about Texas A&M here today. Oh, they boy. are one of the teams in the top 10 conversation for national championships. The schedule of the day being brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Sports Million Four Football Handicap Contest. Most exciting football handicapping contest is back for another year. Circa four, six million guaranteed total prizes, one million bucks to the first place prize. Again, no rake to be taken here. All extra feeds go right back into the prize pool. Five picks against the spread. Player with the most points wins a million dollars. Entries for the contest, $1,000 max of three per player. You heard Papa Bear and I explain it yesterday. We've been on it for three straight years together. Great way to break it in half with your friends. Times two, three, whatever. Divide it by two or three, whatever. Test your skills against the best football handicappers in the world for your chance at a million dollars. For more information about the contest rules and sign up information, log on to circusports.com. Texas A&M win total is eight and a half. Mm. Juiced minus 175 to the over. I mean, An, shit. An, another one of these numbers. Like, people seriously. Want, people want a, a t shirt, by the way. The, the chat has been very much in favor, and the brigade is very much in favor of this. We're going to start making t shirts. We've got the plans for the store. Perfect. And they want a Dave Sharapan with the picture that Eric took with you pointing that says underneath the move the damn number. Move the fucking number. Whatever okay. we gotta oh, say or okay. do, move the number. <laughs> Minus one seventy five. I'm gonna yep. hold your money for fucking five months, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you you gotta lay one seventy five if you want to go over. I, I I used to sit. There's times I used to sit in a book, and literally it was probably why I wasn't always the best advocate for the book because I would turn to the guy that put that number in before I was in the back. <laughs> yell at him. <laughs> And I'd say, you come out here and tell him he got to lay 175 because I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Because they would ask, why is it 175? I just don't it, know, sir. Ask just make guy. it nine. Yeah, just make it nine. If it yeah. pushes, it pushes. I mean, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I know they played that one game against Alabama that yeah. we talked about. I haven't looked at one thing, so this is perfect. I've been out of football mode. I've been full on baseball mode. Went back. We shot a pilot for the Pirates. We did a whole bunch of stuff. Promotion on the field. I was in the dugout at PNC Park. I ain't looked at no college football for five days. So I have no idea what you're coming with here, which is good. You get an instant way, reaction. By the way, someone just on the on our Discord channel just told us the number for Tony Gosselin to win the MVP has moved just now to eight to one at BetMGM and nine to one at William Hill. Boys, literally. I, listen, boys, I know you're listening to the fucking show. Okay. I love you all. All right. I mean, just put oh, the consulting so fee in. When you come on, come on the show and talk to us. And you're all invited. All that's of you so good. are allowed to come back and talk to oh, me. I love so you good. all. But I, I mean, it. seriously, it just happened. Yep. What are the goddamn chances of that happening right now? I've been gone all week. I just showed up for roll call Friday. Uh, number so just funny. moved right now. Tony Gosselin yeah. to win to win the, the Cy, Cy Young. And Cy Young. 
Eight to one, nine to one. Just moved to two books. Bet MGM and William Hill. No shit. I hope you all got 12 to one. It was a good bet, Pete. It's still, Fandle. it's still 12 to one at Fandle. You can still get 12 to one. Well, they don't so. listen to me till I do the show with Sports Grid. There you go. That's, that's when they listen to me. They ain't changing all that shit then. So nope. get ahead of it right now, Brigade, and go Take bet that shit at Fandle. you can. 12 to one numbers coming down. So as I said last night on the pod, I said, it's may, may come down. It just took Dave and I talking about it. And then it came down. (laughs) So then it did actually, I I said on just the picks, I said, I'm wondering, I'm nervous. This number is going to move down after this performance. So I'm taking 12 to one. And I'll tell you on the show, I'll tell you on BVB if we're going to take it 12 to 1. And there you go. We take it 12 to 1, and then in the, and then the number moves. So, all right, we, we got to find nine wins here for A&M. They play Sam Houston to start. <laughs> yes, Man. it's a win. They play Appalachian State in week two at home. Can't wait till these super conferences, and then they can't do these bullshit games. But, okay, it's another win. That's a good point. Miami at home, night game. Miami, Florida? It's an interesting game. Piques my interest for sure. Um, it's, it's like a, it's like a okay, um, maybe game for Miami on the road. Derek King is a problem. Back again, saying no to the NFL. Coming back after the injury, and we'll see what he looks like. The guy suffered, you know, a lot of difficult leg injuries, but he's a problem. <laughs> he's a, he's a talented kid. Two tune-ups though. I, I, um, I, the game goes to Texas A&M, but it's probably, that's like, we got to remember, that's probably a cover for Miami. That's probably a close game. Yep. Week four at three and oh, two Dallas, Jerry's world, A&M versus Arkansas in week four. Neutral site, Jerry's world. Yep. What's Arkansas's team total? Um, Arkansas's team total right now at FanDuel is seven and a half. Juice to the under at minus 170 to the under. I mean, <laughs> we need the t-shirts, we need the hats, move the <laughs> move the F in number, whatever we're gonna say on it. Yep. Under seven and a half, minus one seventy. That might be an upset. I'll g- I mean, that's four and oh to the season if we give them this game. Yep. I'll say four, but I ain't crazy about it. I, I, that could be three. It's definitely three, but we'll go four. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's probably four and oh, but the Arkansas game is the one I'm with you. I, get, I, I have pause with that. Right. At Mississippi State with the Alabama road trip, looking right at them the next week. They play back. To, they play neutral site on the road and on the road straight, Alabama. They play three straight road games with a bye in between. They play October the 1st, at Starkville against Mississippi State, October 8th at Alabama, bye week, and then at South Carolina on, on the 22nd with oh, Spencer Rattler. shit. Spencer Rattler is the new quarterback. Wow. I think they lose two of those games. They might probably. lose all three. They probably lose two. So I'd say of that stretch there, it's only one more win, so that's five. If Jimbo loses all three, Aggie fans are going to flip out. Like that is bad news for Jimbo Fisher. You know the way these things go in college. Like I've seen this at Penn State so many times when I was at school, since I've been gone out of school, they'll start out five and oh, they'll beat the cupcakes. They'll win the first two conference games. They lose a game. Insta let down. 
Yeah. Boom, lose two, lose three. All I think the game at Starkville, I, I, I think it's more likely they lose to State and they lose to Bama and they beat South Carolina Correct. after the bye. After the bye. That's exactly they, the scenario. But that's yeah, still only five caught, wins. Right. They get caught looking ahead to Alabama. They beat Arkansas. They feel good about themselves. They go to a tough place in Starkville. They lose the game they're not supposed to. And then they go to Bama and they get their doors blown off against Alabama. Ole Miss. Jay Dow bets with a good point. We'll have to remember to bet the under in the pre in the game before the Bama game. That'll be one of those and, don't yeah, show nothing. State, right. Yeah. Yep, it'll probably be a tight game. Uh who's Ole after Miss. South Carolina? Old Miss. Home home game against Ole Miss. No Matt Corral, new quarterback. It's but okay. it's Kiffin. That's all right. I like Ole Miss. Just okay, in the spot. That. I mean just okay. what what day is that? October 29th, Saturday, October 29th. Let's see if Chrissy has a number. Uh, I'm going to say A&M minus three. His opener was seven. Ooh, A&M minus seven? Yeah. Okay. Don't know about the Ole Miss quarterback. Okay, fair. Florida at home on the 5th of November. Florida at home. Wow. I mean, Texas A&M is going to win the game, but God, Chris has this. What do you think it is? Ten? Ten and a half was the opener. Okay. Yeah. Florida's not going to be good. Florida's going to be bad. Florida's going to be bad. Yeah, Florida's not going to be good this year. Bad like 500 bad? Or worse. What the hell is their season win number? Uh, Florida, I'm going to say six and a half. Uh, That low? Their number, Florida's win total is six and a half. Minus 170 to the over. <laughs> Fandle's really setting the world on fire with these. <laughs> we could do the whole SEC. Fandle, SEC, move the fucking number. <laughs> what do you do? Bet season win totals here. Just bring the Brinks truck because you're going to be laying the juice on every one. Yep. So Florida's a win. At Auburn is their last road game of the year. On November the twelfth, that's a hard game. It is kinda. I mean, Auburn's five and a half win total. Well, it's I a mean, rebuild for, for the win total. You got to count it as a win. But Texas A and M's minus two was the opener against Auburn on the road. Yes. Wow. Okay, that yeah. was surprising. I mean, I, I counted it as a win, but shit, that's a hard game. So I'm at seven for wins. What am I? At and they've got two. And they've got two left. UMass, my team, my alma mater. Wait it's a second. Apt joke. What, what the hell day do they play them? They play AM plays what, UMass. November what? 19th. Man, UMass <laughs> must get a bag to go play that game. Of course. They get a half a million dollars minimum, maybe a million to go play. Absolutely. They lose In by November 50. To get whacked. Get oh. Annihilated by 50. And then the last game of the year is against LSU at home. Thanksgiving weekend. What the hell day is that? Oh, wow. Holy shit. What do you think the line is for that? Is LSU at home? Um, Texas A&M at home against LSU Saturday, November 26th. Let's see. LSU. LSU uh, season win total is what? Six and a half. I'll, I'll say. Their win total is the same as Florida? Yeah. I would say. What's I'm going to say. Juice on the LSU one? 
seven and a half. The juice on the LSU game is uh, minus 115 to the over. Yeah, nobody knows what to do with that one. That's a fair price. Fair price, right. Um, Texas A&M opener minus 13. Wow. Against LSU? <laughs> Damn. Against LSU? New quarterback, new coach, new everything. I mean, LSU is a total rebuild, so that's not that crazy. But yeah, So they win that game. I got eight. I have nine. So it's I think one or the other. Yeah, it's nine or eight, eight or nine. One of the two. Coin flip what's, on the, it. what's the bottom? How bad could it go? Could they go? If they, if they lose six? every game on the road, they lose four games. They go eight and four. I think. I mean, well, actually, Arkansas too. So they'll be seven and five. Seven, seven and seven, five. Seven and five is the bottom. Okay, what's the top? Ten. But they I don't beat see Bama. No. They're going to lose of the four games of, of the five games, Arkansas, Mississippi state, Alabama, South Carolina, and Auburn. They're losing two of those games. You just have them automatic beating Ole Miss. I think that's another game. They could maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a game. I mean, I don't know. Ole Miss is a team. I just don't know about it's Kiffin. Right. So, but I right. mean, he, he likes the quarterbacks he's got behind Matt Corral, but we got to see what these kids look like when they come in. One of the kids played a bit when Corral got hurt last year, but Ole Miss is still a little bit of a, Question mark. I haven't done my full breakdown of Ole Miss yet, so I'm still right. working through my college football stuff. But um, it's interesting. I mean, that's a, again the numbers are good. The juice in, in some of these is, places is, is egregious. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It's just it's ridiculous. ridiculous. I'd rather you just put up nine and let you bet it. If it falls nine, we're good. Like I would agree. That's the way you're supposed to do it. All right, a couple of quick ones here. Yep. Uh, our boy Spencer is killing these nerfy bets. Nice. That a boy and Spence. So his top nerfy value for today, people bet this, Papa Bear bet it. He, he put a C note on it yesterday during the show and it cashed for him. So he was happy about that. Uh, he's now 12 and seven Spencer right now with this. And you, you said you like Zach Gallon for the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Minus 104, no run first inning Rockies at Diamondbacks. Gallon's not allowed a first inning run of 13 of 15 starts. Chad Cool is not allowed a, any, a first inning run in 11 of 15 starts. These two, these two pitchers faced off against each other on Sunday. Both guys did not allow a run there. Like a nerfy here on D-backs Rockies? Yes. I do. I like it too. I like it too. I, 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 like mean, it. I, I liked his bet yesterday. I like this bet too. Does it? Does it come into your handicap? Because sometimes I would do this in the book. It just happened less than a week ago, you said. Correct. That's why the that's why the yes is favored. And it's flipped. I'm not really worried about Colorado scoring in the top of the first. I'm worried about Arizona scoring in the bottom of the first at home. Uh, Arizona is ranked 25th in first inning run score percentage at 22%. Nice. So one of the worst teams in baseball scoring in the first inning. Perfect. So yeah, I like it. Yeah. Even though it happened, I'm with I'm with you. When it just happened, I'm with you. They they like history doesn't repeat itself twice. Well, no, but they just saw it. Like right. Like I I know it with the kids, and I see it in baseball all the time. When you see the same pitcher within a week, you have more success. Yeah. The better hitters do. Some guys just ain't gonna hit them. That's fine. But that's the only thing. I mean, why in the hell is the over favored? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? That's yep. why. Fair. Okay. I like it with the nor- uh, Nerfy with little juice on that. Uh, bet prep prop bet of the day. Going to the Pirates in JT Brubaker. Over four and a half Ks at minus 120. 
Five of five last five games uh-huh. for JT Brubaker. Six, six, five, five, seven. Case. Five of six in the last uh, six games on the road. Six, five, three, ten, and nine. Five and a third innings pitched on average for him. Brubaker f- faced the Brewers two occasions this year. Six Ks in both games. How do you feel about your boy in Brubaker going over four and a half Ks today? I like that a lot. Actually, I was actually oh, was you went over. Wow, I was trading text with Behal this morning. We were actually we had done this a couple of days in a row, and I can't begin to tell you how much fun it was to be like little kids. We stayed on the same floor, three rooms apart. <laughs> you know, we put the latch in the door, come down. Nice. I'm just going to drop my bag off. This and that. We sat there and went back and forth about you know yes nos in the first innings and K props. He texted me this morning. What do you think about Brubaker? It's four and a half. It was four and a half flat minus one ten when he texted me earlier. Right. So minus one twenty. I think this is good. This is good up until I hate laying minus one thirty on these K props. Agreed. Agreed. It's one twenty. My or, ceiling is this. Or yep. pass. Like yep. I'm good. If it goes to five and a half by the time you get to listen to the show or whatever, you get into Discord chat and you you know you see five and a half, that would give me pause. I don't know if I would want to go over five and a half, even plus money, because the next move from here, over four and a half is minus 120. If you take enough bets on this, you have to go to five and a half, but now you have to make the under favored for the bad guys and the arb guys that are just going to lay it and take it. You know, they're trying to go for the middle. So you might get five and a half plus 120 over. Okay. I don't know how much I'd like that, though. I think this is four or five. Yep. I've well, seen five, I mean, five is five's the number, right? Five's the number. Five's the number. Uh, time for better to book it being brought to you by Caesar Sportsbooks. You guys can get a risk-free bet of up to fifteen hundred dollars with the promo code JTP15 to celebrate to the new podcast, Just the Picks. You can download that right now, watch it on YouTube as well. I hit the parlay last week, Dave. <laughs> I hit it. We talked about it during yes, this segment. Did. I hit it plus six hundred. Coming JTP, back. JTP, don't do a parlay, parlay. He's one and oh. With a 1.5, I'm bet a quarter unit on it. Came back with a 1.5 unit win on it. Uh, helped helped the first week finish up 8.6 units for the right? podcast. So that yeah. was, I had a very nice week. Thanks. I I opened with with a, because of this bet. I I was up 4.8 units to start the uh-huh. pod. So nice little cushion to start on day one. Get out Absolutely. Of the podcast on a four and zero mark, and I hit the parlay. This is a plus 760 parlay from last night. Oh boy, look at you. So get your odd screen out and ready okay braves run line we talked about that okay rays run line rays run line where are we at here with that mcclanahan going for the rays okay at cincinnati yep okay mets run line mets 46 and 37 on the run line man the mets used up all them runs last night it scored 10 nothing it's the marlins true but Mets are still one of the better teams on and the run Lopez, line. Lopez, who could he could pitch a two-hit, seven-inning gem, or he could yep. be out in third, like because yep. he's getting bashed. Yep, that's the game. Miami is the one I'm worried about. Miami is 41 and 40 on the run line. This of course, year. So that's the game you should be worried about. That's, that's the, the game. game that, but I needed that game at plus 135. I needed that game to get me over 600. It pushed right. me way over 600. It got me to right. 760. Right. So that's the plus money play on the run line. That's the one that's like, ooh. That's 
Darren Sumner, by the way. Mm. Yep. Summer. Darren Summer just popped in the chat and said, Fandle moved Brubaker to five and a half. There you go. Come on, bro. Like I said, uh, that, I mean, are they listening now live too? Nah, who knows? I mean, Darren's our guy for bet. He, he, he's the one who gives us the proper. He the probably bet it already. Darren probably <laughs> hammered it. That's what moved it. Forget about us talking about it. Um, yeah. This is not bad. Listen, you'll hear all the time, oh, you do those run line parlays, those that square, all this square, square. bullshit. I don't care. I don't care. Does it crash or not? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Does it win or not? I don't care. Yeah. This will be a fun bet. I think you'll have to sweat that Mets one. Probably so. Yeah. I think you'll have to sweat that Mets one. I think the Rays are good. The Rays are my full unit play is Rays first five laying a half a run with McClanahan on the mound at minus 110. That number has since a bunch of these numbers have moved already, but against the Reds. Betting or booking Rays first five on the run line. Laying a run and a half. Half a run. First five. Uh, a half a run. Half a run in yes. the first five. Yes. Five. At minus 110. I can't stand laying that run and a half. That tie game kills me. Um, oh, welcome back to the show. I don't want to get Wally <laughs> pipped. I guess I got to bet it. I'm going to bet that one because I think the Rays are the right side. I like McClanahan yeah. right now. AL Cy Young favorite. Uh, a lefty against that Cincinnati lineup. If we're tied 2-2 or 1-1 after five, pissed you're gonna be pissed i'm gonna lose money of course i'm gonna be pissed it's my money in play yes i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> if i lose on that second bet dodgers run line against the cubs this is thompson yep. this is your guy thompson pitching for yep. the cubs but it's it's i love gonsolin but my god is this kid the other kid behind him anderson uh, anderson is so damn good met a kid who actually uh, played with him in high school or pitched. Wow. Yeah, we were talking. He's like, do you know Anderson for the Dodgers? I'm like, yeah, he's really good. He's like, yeah, played with him in high school. <laughs> I was like, you they did? have one. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, of his starts, just he's nine and one, but he's now he lost four nothing to the Rockies, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and one are the Dodgers. To the run line. Um, right? every it, game, yes, on the run line. Yes, every yeah, game they the won line. every one. 12, yeah. 3, 10, 1, 3, 1, 6, 1, 11, 9, 4, 1, 8, 4, and 7, 2 of the nine wins. 9 and 0 in the run line, 9 and 1 straight up. Listen, I've been gone for three <laughs> days. I ain't coming back and starting shit. I'm not I'm betting this too. Like I am, what am I gonna say? Oh, the books need it. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna say book a book it. No, not this one. You got me again. I'll I'll Join in with all the other rhombuses and parallelograms. You got to bet this. Absolutely. It moved. It's weird. It moved against me. It's even money right now. They love this Thompson guy. That's why I'm surprised you picked this game. You got all these games to pick from. This would be a pass because of the other pitcher. This is when you have to pass on the the run line, Pete Ralt. When the opposing pitcher can keep that team in the game, keeps it close, eight and a half is the total. I'm betting the streak. You bet the streak and – Anderson I'm getting gets great value. I never, you're never getting the run line on a team like the Dodgers. We just talked about it. They've won every game on the run line, but five. Right. So, so the reason why I'm betting it is because Thompson's giving me the option of getting a price that's worth betting. So I'm not having to lay minus 130 or 40 on the run line. Right. 
That's why I bet it. I, I get I get the logic, but I actually I think it's a benefit. I could be wrong about this, but I think it's a benefit because I actually get a chance to get a game to win and not pay crazy juice if I'm wrong. Not laying minus point four, you know, one and a half units, you know, one point four units. What I normally would be running if this wasn't a, a Keegan Thompson game, this run line would be heavily juiced. Right. So that's why I bet it. So and we got Brew Baker. Over to K's, but yeah. you think under in the game? Eight? For Dodgers? No, for, for Pirates, Brewers. We just, uh, I'm, trying, I'm going to get to the Dodger game. Yeah. Over, under, eight with the Pirates. Just first thought. First thought's under. Okay. Pirates are, Pirates are an under team. I made the mistake about the over yesterday with the Reds game. And yeah. Right. Same total. Oh, no, it's eight and a half now. So it's eight and a half in the Dodgers Cubs. Over, or under. Over. Oh, see, I like the under. I think the Dodgers are going to score a bunch of runs tonight. It, it feels like 6-2 Dodgers. Okay. I'm cool with that. Keeps it under the total, covers the mm-hmm. run line. Yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers are a tough total over. They're a tough team right now to bet overs with. I'll admit that. But they're also Ooh. a team that can get the Dodgers. Oh, they yeah. Are, oh. They're an under, an under machine. But they're also a team that I'm concerned about just because their offense can get going. And all of a sudden, I mean, the 31, 43, and 8 to the over. They're heavy on the under this year. But their offense can score 9, 10 runs if the Cubs bullpen's bad. You can see a back end, 6, 7, 8, 9. They score 4 or 5 runs. And they blow it over, and you lose the bet. And and it's one of those things. I mean, I saw it in Pittsburgh. They put a position player in to pitch the ninth. It was ten nothing, and the game was already over. And the total was nine, so it was already over. But they were like, "Yeah, the hell with this," and we put in. uh, I forget his last name, Wanaker or whatever it is. Right, gave up six earned. In, Grand in the ninth, and he was throwing 65. Like, he topped out at 70. I was BP. like, shit, I want to get in there and take a swing it's right B- now. It's BP, Brad. It's 70 mile per hour. It's BP. That's pitches. perfect. That's, yeah, that's smooth swing. Goodbye. Uh, and the final bet, Twins and Rangers under eight. Gray versus Gray, minus 110. Gray versus Gray. I love that. <laughs> um, I'll book this one. Oh, okay. Why? Just strictly because it's the first day back and I can't just bet all your plays. Okay. So, so did you straight up just say just because? Because it moved to seven and a half, by the way. The plays came in on the under. That's fantastic. That's what that's <laughs> the book needs to over. That's that's awesome. Um Minnesota under team, Texas more of an over team? No, they're actually both very similar where they are. Texas is 35, 39, and six to the over. Minnesota's 38, 41, and six to the over. They're both slightly under teams. Okay. You've got a, a pitcher. Uh, Sonny Gray is four and one with a 2.47 ERA. Yeah, John Gray is four good. and four, 3.96, but Gray is better at home. His ERA is 3 2 at home. Surprised at the Twins number. Only being minus, let's see, refresh, minus 118, mm-hmm. minus 119, minus 114. Nobody even has one place. Uh, DraftKings has minus 125. Otherwise, everybody's below minus 120. First game actually, of the year between these two teams. First one? Mm-hmm. That's why I like the under. They haven't seen, n- n- neither team has seen the pitchers from either that's, team. That's a good play. In that situation, that that's mm-hmm. 
that happens all the time. That's probably why it was if it was eight and it, those eights are gone. There's one eight left and it's eight under minus 120. And Circa is still at eight. They're minus mm. a quarter. So Circa, by the way, was at Dodgers run line minus 130 after the game last night for today. <laughs> That's why I like my minus 110. Circa open at minus 130. It's just a, Fuck it. We got to find a price that somebody's going to buy it. I mean, I can guarantee it was probably Jeff this morning. It got in there or Nikki, you know, uh, Nikki B or if if they ask Richie, just move it up. The hell with this. Try to get somebody to bet the other side of this. Yep. It's down now, obviously, but it's, that's, I was like, okay, Vegas book, California team, 130. I'm getting 110. Yep, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> and it's the last game. I'm telling you, the parlay liability stacks up all damn day. And then you start grading them early games. And if it's a favorite night, you watch it roll, you watch it roll. The damn parlay number grows on the Dodgers. It grows on the Dodgers. All of a sudden, you need a game for 50,000. You need to run line. You know, you the regular exposure is like 8 to 12. You're like, okay, I, can, I mean, that's fine. But then if the parlays roll into it, you can't get out. You got to go get right. the parlay money on the other side early in the morning. Mm. Favorite thing about today is what? I'm back, baby. <laughs> I mean, somebody said it earlier, pulled a Jordan Belford. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Whoever said I was leaving, Wally Pip, I ain't leaving. That's I'm back. The, the brigade, the BVB, we're here. We're back in Vegas. I had a fantastic time. For those of you who don't know, I went back and did some work for the Pirates, shooting a pilot, and I got to be a part of a baseball broadcast for the team I grew up on. Watch it. Insane. It cool. is so nuts. It is so – I mean, like, they said – they told me we're going to, you know, have you come back. We want you to just be you. Just be Pittsburgh. Be Dave. Be Just enjoy it all. And I'm flying back. I hug and kiss the girls goodbye. They drop me off the airport and I'm getting on a plane and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this is <laughs> really is this happening. happening. Like, How is this like, happening? I'm waiting to get there and they're going to go, it ain't, it, sorry, it ain't happening. I mean, <laughs> and like, it tried to rain for two days and all True. this other stuff. It couldn't even stop that. So I had a tremendous time. It's all, uh, I, I say it all the time. Like things are happening without us being in control of it and being okay with that later in life and after the stroke has helped me take advantage of these opportunities, bring people in, you know, into our world. All I did was talking about this show for three days. Like, what do you do? What do you do? I, I, I do the show BVB. You should watch it. It's on, you know, now. And it's so weird. I mean, I give you guys credit on the East Coast, one o'clock. Yeah. Is when the show started, and I was like, I was out and about, and I was trying to keep a you know peek an eye on it and stuff. But we had these production meetings course, and all yeah. this stuff to watch it. But it's a different like time world. Like everything we do is in the morning. I'm I sign on, I get the ready, and you know right. whatever. Look, it's ten o'clock. So yeah, I am not fucking leaving. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> My favorite thing about today is that we went three shows without you. A grand total of three swears were said <laughs> in the three days. Oh, was there a memo? I wasn't supposed to swear? No, I just oh, been okay. counting in my head. You've now said 16 swear words. 
in this episode. Are you keeping track? In my head, I've been counting because I want, I've been laughing. Yeah, well, you're because bad at fair. math. It's a lot more than that, brother. <laughs> it is? <laughs> really? Bad at math. How many is it? Uh, it was probably 16 after we said goodbye to a sports Wow. <laughs> so well, I just wanted, number, it wanted to be much. said that my, I am not the one making Matt Farrell work. It's, it's okay. You. I like it. I, I, I like the edge. I think it's interesting. It's fun. I love it. It was, it was like I was laughing in my head because I'm counting in my brain. I'm going, because Matt sends the emails with the swear words every day to when the, the timestamps. And we had one day where there were zero swears. We had one day with two swears. And I was like, how many swears are we going to have to knock out of this? This is going to be like this kid, the producers back at Sports Grid is going to be like, what the hell just happened? You guys hired Dice Clay? Like, what just happened? Right. Like, we were, we were all good for yep. three days. My life was easy. It was plug and play. And now it's, here's the laundry list of swears you have to go ahead and take off. So that's my favorite thing about today. It's great to have you back, but it's also great to see the, the number of swear words that are going to be there. So guys, subscribe to the YouTube channel for us. If you could get us to a thousand, tell your buddies to do so as well. We're going to get to that 1000 number before Monday, if it's possible. And I really would appreciate that. If you guys could help us out, hit the like button on the video We're we've seen, you know, you guys are coming back every single time and watching the show on roll call Fridays. It's becoming nice. a really cool thing. It's becoming so cool that we're planning on doing some cool shit coming up in football season for it. So really looking forward. Can't tell up. nobody yet. Nothing. It's all in the planning stages, but we're planning things as to what's going on. So it's 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 all happening. Things are rolling really good. You know, even Big Boss Man's happy. He sent me an email today. So he's happy. So we're, oh. we're things things are, things are going things are going swimmingly at the moment. So oh, we like we we like where we are. Thank you for being a part of this. We will talk to you on Monday. He is Dave. I am Matt. Monday for the Bostonian versus the book.